0: Alright,
1: alright, alright. best thing about those college girls. Since I got older, they stay the same age.
2: Alright, alright. Welcome to the Darren and Andrew podcast. We just tuned on uh, Prisoners, which is going to be our first uh, movie, and the trailers showing before the film happened to include Matthew McConaughey in the Dallas Buyers Club. It's a long way from 2013.
1: He certainly did. Are we doing this? Are we really doing this? <laughs> We're
2: jumping in, Andrew, feet oh first. Oh, dear.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, Well. yes. Excellent. Um, I, I, I stand by everything I said.
2: All right. All right. All right. So to uh, any new listeners here, um, which will be all of you, uh, we are now launching a podcast where we're hoping to take a look through the IMDb top 250 movies of all time. Uh, we'll get into a bit of that later on, but for the moment, what we're going to do is we're going to play the trailer for the film we're going to watch, which we picked beforehand randomly, which is, um, Denny, uh, Villeneuve's, uh, Prisoners. Um, take your word for it, Dan. Yes, yes. It'll, it'll soon become fairly apparent that... We have no idea what we're doing. Well, that
1: one of us has no idea <laughs> what he's doing. Uh-huh. And that one of us will, will... We'll leave that to the the audience to decide.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Um, So, what we're going to do is we're going to play the podcast. I have seen the movie before. I saw it on its initial release in 2013. Andrew is going in blind. Yes, I have not seen this
1: movie, nor have I even heard of this movie.
2: Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh spoilers, sorry, Andrew's trying to go in blind, so we're, we're going <laughs> No, I don't want to it's, know
1: if it's any good.
2: It's completely ruined. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna play the trailer, uh, just I to give Andrew a no, it's
1: good, I don't have to see it. Damn it. If anyone's talking about the movie, I can just say, oh yeah, that movie's great.
2: That's all you need to know.
1: Yeah. Happy Hello. Thanksgiving! Happy
0: Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Can I take Joy to our house? Wear hat, please. You're just getting over a cold. Where are your sisters? I can't find them. Anna? Joy? I checked the entire house. They're not here. They weren't outside. It's starting to rain, I think. That there was this RV and they were playing on it. There was, then we thought there was someone inside. You, you wait here. I couldn't find them. 911. Detective Loki. <laughs> do you have children, detective? I'm gonna find your daughters. Caller reported an RV was parked at a rest stop, on 46. Show me your hands! Where'd you put those
2: girls? Where are they? What do you got? We didn't find anything. This thing's clean. That boy has never been in trouble a day in his life.
0: They're letting him go. What? The police said they're letting him go today. Why aren't you sending someone out to go arrest this
2: guy? Well, he has the IQ of a 10-year-old. There's no way he could abduct two girls and then make them disappear.
0: Maybe he wasn't on his own. We're considering all possibilities. I don't think you are considering all possibilities.
2: Just let me do my job.
0: Four days have passed since Anna Dover and Joy Birch were last seen by their families.
2: I have nine level three offenders living within a 10-mile radius. Keep knocking on doors
0: mind if I take a look around? Why do you tell me his name? He said he took them. Did he say he was with anybody? We found something. Every day, she's wondering why I'm not there. Me, not you, not you,
1: but me! What in the world did you do?
0: Someone has to make him talk or they're gonna die. Five days have been gone now. We're running out of time.
1: We don't even know that it's him.
0: He left him on someone and he knows where this guy is. Why aren't you telling me? The same breath. Why? This guy's a fake. The girls are still out there.
2: that's andrew's one word response the trailer for prisoners yeah oh initially i was like oh it's a heartwarming
1: oh this is taking a turn a sharp turn Ooh, terrence Howard is in it oh it's taking a turn
2: hey it's well, Day what
1: the hell is going on oh it's the entire movie
2: yes
1: <laughs> wait there's probably something to happen at the end <laughs> something's going to happen at the end that we don't know about yet
2: well we have to say spoiler alert all right, so we're gonna watch yeah. the
1: film. Yeah, I I I think it's probably better that you hear the the, the trailer than see the trailer. You probably <laughs> like like have to use your imagination somewhat. Yeah, as opposed to it. seeing as your, opposed to, see, to seeing the, the trailer TV where it's to... like, oh, I've seen the movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, or at least I've seen a good three quarters of the
1: movie. If yeah, I'm yeah, i i I found out that um, oh, maybe I shouldn't spoil it, but yeah, some 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 good people are in this movie that I that I w- was not aware. of.
2: Spoiler alert! All right, so we're going to watch the movie now. We will be back for what will be for you a matter of seconds. Thanks for listening.
1: How far would you go to protect your family? We're going to find out. My name's Andrew. I'm Darren. And this is the Andrew well,
2: and Darren Film Podcast. Andrew and
1: Darren Film Podcast Show bit. Yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah, work on we're, that we're gonna we're,
2: condense it down a bit
1: quarter thousand two hundred fifty. we probably shouldn't kick out all of this gold like straight yeah, away yeah but i
2: mean there's at least four podcasts and what you suggested.
1: There. Of, of 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 course uh podcasts um number two to five could just be us talking about what what, what this thing is actually called but for the moment you're probably wondering What is this? What am I listening to? Who are these people? Well, as I say, my name is Andrew, this is my friend Darren, and we're going to be talking about movies. Specifically, Darren, maybe you can explain this a little better than I can. All
2: right. so we decided, we wanted to sit down, we wanted to do a film podcast, we wanted to talk about film. We wanted to talk about it in a reasonable amount of depth. Uh, We wanted to do something that was accessible, easy to follow, uh, and kind of fun. So we decided it might be fun to do would be to take a trip through the IMDB, the Internet Movie Database's top 250 movies of all time. Uh, those movies are selected by users voting on a scale of one to ten. Uh, hundreds of thousands of users voting on thousands, hundreds of thousands of titles to determine what are the best two hundred and fifty movies of all time, according to them. So the way we're going to do it is we're going to use a random number generator to pick a random number uh, on that list. We're yep. occasionally going to take a look at the bottom one hundred as well, just for fun.
1: Exactly. Is it be because out of those hundreds of thousands of movies, there's also th- the ones that are scraping the bottom of that barrel, which, yeah. which is interesting in itself.
2: Yeah, so everything from Super Babies, uh, well, Super Babies 2, Super Geniuses, straight up to the Shulshank Redemption. We're wow. going to be talking about everything. Wide range of stuff. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, why did we pick the IMDb 250, Andrew?
1: Well, what I liked was the, the random aspect of it, that we don't know exactly from week to week, what we're going to be talking about. Um, And I suppose the IMDb 250 was something that you brought up.
2: It was indeed, which was very mean of me to just (laughs) say that. Andrew, why did I pick the IMDb 250 (laughs) 250 movies?
1: Because you're a crazy, crazy genius.
2: A crazy genius. Well, half of that is true. We'll figure out which half next. Um, Yeah, we decided, I I thought the 250 might be interesting to do uh, because, well, first of all, there are lots of lists of great movies on the internet. Yes, there are those that are carefully curated so like the uh, Sight and Sound which is the BFI's magazine the American Film Institute even the Library of Congress maintains sort of a history of noteworthy films yeah
1: and and like we could have gone through some of Leonard Maltin's kind of like compendiums or yeah. stuff like that
2: or the blockbuster biggest movies of the year there are, are hundreds and hundreds of ways to do this what made the IMDb Top 250 so interesting for me were, were several things first of all uh, it's a living, breathing document. Um, yeah, because it subject-
1: it's, it's changing all the time. That's, it, that, that's something that makes it interesting to me, the idea of, of, of knowing what's coming in and what's coming out each week. Yeah. So, they,
2: they, um, so to give an example, like this week, uh, Captain America Civil War, which opened in America on Friday last, uh, is currently ranked the 83rd best movie of all time. Wow. Yeah, so at the end of this podcast, we'll see if we've on lucky number 83, and we can talk about that next week but it's very much it's a living document it's subject to change it's also very populist as well which is is something that sort of appeals to me uh, in terms of it's not something that's curated and maintained it's not something that's managed by a select group of people Mm. it's something that's like a a group mind
1: now now looking through it I noticed there there were I should say a lot of kind of interesting um, kind of artsy and foreign movies that one mightn't have heard of but um, yeah how, how did they get it?
2: Yeah, that's that's fascinating as well because this is, and then we'll sort of seek back into talking about prisoners, right? Prisoners is an example of one of the films that is probably relatively low key uh, when it comes to the IMDb's the top two hundred and fifty movies of all time. I think you hadn't heard of it at all.
1: Had not heard of it. All okay, right. Well, certainly uh, hadn't seen it. <laughs>
2: I had no idea that this movie existed.
1: Yeah, and these are actors that I'm familiar with. Like, yeah. it, it's it's not some underground movie with this, filmed this, in a backyard. In yeah, Black this, White. exactly. This is Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal.
2: Yeah. What's remarkable about uh, Prisoners, um, and we're going to talk about our impressions of it in a moment, but it's very much a film that began uh, as a as a film that was lined up as an Oscar favorite. It premiered at the Telluride Film Festival back in Mm -hmm. 2013 which had sort of it had a couple years earlier it had seen the King's speech air there for example okay. um, and it's one of those films that everybody picked as a favourite to win the Oscars everybody was saying look Hugh Jackman's going to be your best actor nominee at really least. yeah well, well we'll talk about that in a moment uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we had some strong opinions about the movie I suspect and about the performances and that Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. might sneak in with a supporting nomination and all this sort of stuff right and then after that it sort of it had this huge momentum where critics were sort of picking it out and saying that's the film to watch yes and then it just sort of vanished yeah Yeah, like, you you hadn't heard of it. I I know it because I I went to see it when it was released and I was following the buzz. But it just sort of landed a bit like a stone. Like, we were were watching this one on Blu-ray, for example, and on the Blu-ray there were three trailers. The first trailer took both of us, I think, a bit by surprise. It was Need for Speed. Oh, yes, yes, with Aaron Paul, who I can't take seriously. He, He really does. He constantly looks depressed, doesn't he? yeah he's I've, driving a fast car
1: i i i wonder is it my problem or is it his that i just kind of think of him as jesse pinkman and i and i'm not like a big breaking bad um even like fan or anything and that's quite a controversial thing to say we'll
2: talk about that later <laughs> in. um but yeah no and then after that we had two other films which were released around the same time as prisoners there was the Dallas Buyers Club. Yes. Uh, which won two, uh, two major Oscars that year. It won the Oscar for McConaughey and the Oscar for Jared Leto. Yes. Um, and then there was also, and I feel really bad because I can't remember, what was the other trailer? But it was the... the other oh, 12 Years a Slave.
1: 12 Years a Slave. Which, yeah. won, which
2: actually won Best Picture, right? So that, yes. those are the films that actually end up winning the race. And Prisoners just sort of was. But I, I've sort of come from where I yeah. was. What about, what about you? What was your first impression of it, Andrew? Because you, you hadn't heard of it at all
1: coming uh coming into prisoners? Yeah. Well, I suppose well, we we uh, watched the trailer which you either um you the listener um, either have heard or just about to hear. Uh, heard. <laughs> have heard. I okay. Heard. Okay. So you have heard that that. Yeah. This 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 is actually recorded 4 years after we after watched the movie. yeah, after we watched the movie. So um yeah i it it's um it's felt like a a like quite a different movie to actually how it turned out and i and i and i guess we're gonna talk about what it what it actually was like but when i saw the the um trailer it seemed like a very um kind of fast paced um tense um, where are my daughters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, like we have to make them talk. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was. I've got it forty-eight was, hours. Exactly. It was, it was like when it, you want to see my badge. Who's my badge? Um, it was, it was, it was like one of those almost kind of pastiche uh, yeah. trailers where, where, where there's just a whole lot of things. Dun 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 dun.
2: Dun 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 dun. <laughs> and then something worse happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh god.
2: <laughs> And given it starts with the family enjoying Thanksgiving and sort of ramps up from there, goes to abducted children pretty quickly and then continues on. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's quite a tense thing. But I mean. A lot of
1: heightening which, in that trailer.
2: Which is odd when you watch the movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 um, which was good in a way because I don't want to. Just kind of see a movie. That's um, exactly what the trailer. Is. Yeah, where I don't want the trailer if I've seen it to be a microcosm of the movie because then it's it's yeah. It, 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 the like, trailers are short have film Different film. experiences. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is with the with the movie, right? The, tra- the trailer is two and a half minutes. The movie is two and a half hours, which I think is sort of surprising, <laughs> really, because you look at the trailer and the trailer. Excuse
1: of me, by the way, I've got a terrible cold. <laughs> no,
2: it's not a terrible. It's a pleasant cold. It's, it's a lovely musky yeah. You know, it's, yeah it's got presence it does um but yeah no the 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 movie is two and a half hours and it's very it takes its time I think getting where it's going yes, well, yes. I mean it starts really fast like so starts really fast we were talking about this um so
1: yeah it breezes through the, the base, yeah because that, that's what we thought about certainly what I thought about the trailer is like oh I've seen the movie now yeah. I think that's what I said <laughs> um <laughs> but you what you realize is that, that 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 actually the trailer is mostly the first 30 to 40 minutes of the movie which is how it should be yeah um and then the rest of the movie just kind of like plods along very very uh, slowly there 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 it seemed to me like there there was tension from the very beginning um it's not it's not they set up somewhat the sort of like idyllic everything is fine but it, not really like there, there's there's something kind of like kind of creepy bubbling under the <laughs> surface like the first scene is they're hunting hunting and you a can, deer yes and, and it th-
2: opens with him saying the lord's prayer our father. yes
1: yeah 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 and 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 there is this kind of um there's a lot of stuff that sort of sort of hinted at mm-hmm. like of 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 them being yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wanna, I guess it's probably by the way we're 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 in the non uh, spoiler, spoiler section. zone <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about the, the spoilers
2: in, in, a, in a moment so we'll talk about maybe the first 40 minutes and general general ideas first but exactly what i think is interesting right and it's it's this director um what says it's denny velneuve uh, apologies if i'm mispronouncing that or mispronunciating that uh, he's a French Canadian director. Um, he has a very strong fan base, and he's got a very sort of auteurist sensibility, and that his films tend to cover the same sort of themes and ideas. He's very much engaged with the idea of sort of post nine eleven America and the war on terror. And so, as he probably picked up from uh, this one, prisoners. Uh, but beforehand, he
1: yes, yeah, yeah, there was there was I was I, uh, there was a very strong theme in 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 that of torture. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: information, and deadlines, and ticking clocks. Yeah, and it's also kind of it's all tied in fear, fear as well, and fear tied into religion. As yeah, well, which is which is is fascinating. It's
1: kind of hysterical, sort of
2: um... and absolutism as well. Like, yeah, because um, I mean, like it, it, the first thing you hear is the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, um, then you cut to Hugh Jackman, who's playing the father uh, of this idyllic family, driving uh, a car, sorry, an open back truck, which has a Jesus fish on the back of it. Mm. Uh, he's listening to uh, "Hand in Hand" is the song. Later on, when he's out in the car having a panic attack, he's listening to a biblical sermon, yeah. uh, talking about how man is fallen and all this sort of stuff. Um, and there's 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 without getting too much into spoilers, there's all sorts of suggestions about how he looks at the world and how he sort and of his s- upbringing and yeah. his upbringing and how he sees his role as sort of a, a modern American man. To yes. provide and to protect for his family.
1: And 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 that role is um like there's there's no it's it's kind of buttressed by the people around him, like yeah. by his his, his uh, wife, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His 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 wife um not not only is there that expectation that he sets for himself, but she kind of plays into confirms it. Confirms You that. were yeah, supposed yeah. to protect us, you know. Exactly. What good yeah.
2: are you if you can't keep us safe or whatever?
1: So yeah, yeah, we um i what do you think of this movie like in in general is it is it worth seeing before we spoil everything and tell everybody like who ho- hopefully, hopefully at some point you will decide whether you want to see this movie or not? Stop the podcast.
2: watch the movie, watch and the come movie back.
1: and come back. Um, but I suppose it's up to us to, uh, to suggest you on, to right. you, Yes, yeah, yeah, whether, 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 whether it's worth doing.
2: All right. I am not I, I like it in principle, and I like it up to a certain point. like there's a certain scene which we'll probably talk about in the spoilers, which is the point at which it sort of goes a little bit too far, yeah. and I think the ending is without spoiling anything completely insane, arbitrary, crazy, and contrived, uh, but on the other hand, I think it has a great sense of mood. I think it has one great performance, uh which by the way is yes. not the one that was tipped to win best actor. Yes. I,
1: um I yeah, I, I thought there were I thought there were a few good performances, but yes, I, uh We're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah. Uh, and Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Who, who, who was in this movie and I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And um, his
2: right eye gives a fantastic performance.
1: <laughs> it does, it does indeed. Um um, and yeah, Hugh Hugh Jackman is in this movie and is perhaps the he's um, all in this movie star of this movie. Yeah. Um, he fits quite well in this movie, but um, didn't th- th- yeah. Didn't, didn't didn't think it was it was it was Oscar worthy, which 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 doesn't sound like much of a slap, really. Yeah, it's not the single
2: best performance <laughs> no, of the of, year in which yeah, it was yeah. released.
1: I just didn't didn't even think it, it it was it was it was it was that good to be in that conversation.
2: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think like there are moments where you can see him sort of pitching for, like you can see like if he gets the nomination, this scene is gonna be his big moment. It's the bit where he's he's in, and you heard a bit of it in the trailer. It's the bit where he's in the car with uh, Detective Loki, yeah, uh, who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and he's hmm. saying like, "You're supposed to find my daughter," and he starts like attacking the dashboard as well. And you're like, "Yeah." I, you, uh, when yeah. he filmed this, he was <laughs> like, "I'm going to see that in the Kodiak theater, you know, next February." Yes, uh, <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. Um, and and I I think Jake Gyllenhaal was a very good counterbalance to it. I don't know if it was written that way or directed that way, but the the there is anywhere, we'll 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 probably get this. I found a lot of what I enjoyed about the movie um came from from Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. Um it's not really my kind of movie. Okay. These sorts of like um tense thrillers is, isn't isn't really my bag. I don't I don't really? I don't but this movie is about a daughter that yeah that goes missing and yeah. I don't think that spoils too much because that's the basic premise of that the is like the basic you hit that in uh, 20 yes. seconds of yeah. the trailer and you uh, hit that in like, 5 minutes of the film. exactly that's not the sort of thing that I look at the the um, listings and see oh that sounds like fun <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, like I'll go see idea. that yeah a great date movie <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> we can be terrified together
1: yeah yeah well, yeah
2: I wanted to kind of talk about that right because Prisoners is sort of part of the big genre of like American serial killer films right which were kind of very popular in the 90s so you had stuff like obviously Science of the Lambs won the the Best Picture mm. Oscar but you had stuff like Kiss the Girls or Seven or all that sort of stuff right and there were points in it where I felt like um uh, Villeneuve was really trying to be David Fincher so you had lots of stake there was
1: and and yeah there, were, there was some sort of um small sort of like hints at like all of this sort of um, weirdness, but it felt like it was almost kind of, um, yeah. I suppose we'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit more, but um, yeah, yeah. There, there definitely was that sort of influence. It just didn't feel like it was properly one of those sorts of movies.
2: No, and I, I kind of I like that it tried. Like, I think one of the things about cinemas today is that there's very little cinema that's sort of meant for adults, as mm. like a like sort of solid serious drama films that are not... Right. You know, that Which is not, kind of what this was. Yeah. This this was kind of, you know, this was like the movie that you would have gone to see in the in the mid-90s or whatever. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been a big deal uh, back then. Uh, but now it's sort of, it's a rarity almost, you know? Yeah. Um, and I liked that about it, even if I think that it came completely off the rails in the uh, in the final third. Also, Right. what I did love about it, um, what I actually unapologetically and completely loved about it, and was, I believe, and i uh, probably wrong about this but it may have been the film's only Oscar nomination cinematography by Roger Deakins um, who is oh brilliant
1: how did I miss that actually uh,
2: well did you notice the cinematography Was I brilliant? noticed
1: the cinematography yeah I, 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 I'm I'm like this this will become apparent listening to this podcast that, that oh fantastic like I know who, who Roger Deakins is but I'm not the film buff that Darren is because I didn't take the time to actually check at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, who did that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I appreciated it, but I didn't appreciate it enough. Yeah, to find you see, out.
1: I never expect to know <laughs> who <laughs> the DP is. is. So yeah, that's
2: okay. yeah. Ro- well, in fairness, Roger Deakins is obviously he's a legend. He's, yes, uh, yeah. Although he still doesn't have an Oscar. Um, he's responsible for to that's pick a crazy. to pick an obvious example like Skyfall. Uh, yeah, a more recent example, uh, absolutely beautiful, and like Prisoners looks absolutely beautiful like there's a sequence towards the end of the film and i'm not going to spoil anything but where a character is driving really fast down a road and it's a very Mm. simple sequence and it's a sequence that if you had a a, you know a a lesser director and a lesser uh, director photography you would have it would look very conventional it'd be lots of cross-cutting or whatever but it it sort of it looks majestic and beautiful there's streaks of light it sort of captures it absolutely fantastically and even even like early in the scene, there's a scene where there's a
1: few different kinds of shots, like in yeah. in that in that sequence where yeah, it's it's it is it is just really well done, yeah. and, I mean... and 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 it draws you in.
2: Yeah, I mean, even early in the film, like there's a sequence where you're introduced to Loki, where he's drinking coffee, and it looks like a Norman Rockwell painting, sort of thing. It looks like a piece yeah. of classic Americana. Where everything sort of it's a little bit of a yellow hue, a little bit of a neon hue, a little bit of fluorescent. And...
1: So I I think um, overall, maybe what we're trying to say is, um, well I w- I would say see this movie. Manage um, expectations. Manage expectations. Um, Looks pretty. Makes I think. Some sense. What? Yeah. Well, well, um, watch it for 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 Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, and um, I would say also. Um, Paul Darno. Even, even, even though he, he isn't um, doing an awful amount in the movie, it's, 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 well, it's, it's not an awful lot done quite well.
2: well he's I one thought. of those actors who I think does phenomenal work. Like, you, yeah. know, you know that he was, um, when he did, what was it, um, There Will Be Blood? Yes. He was originally cast as the, um, he only had one role in it. He only had the role of the brother who sells out mm. um, the oil. Yes. Except apparently, Paul Thomas Anderson looked at that performance and said, "Actually, that's so good. I'm going to make the brothers twins so you can play the preacher," um, <laughs> which is a great story and I think completely deserving. Like it's a phenomenal performance and he's mm. a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Um, we love you, Paul. We love you <laughs> very, very much. Um, but yes. So yeah. So if you want to stop the podcast and watch the film, then then do that. Uh, if not, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit now um, about yeah. some stuff. We're gonna
1: we will be entering a zone. Um.
2: Welcome to the Spoiler Zone. We're going right on to the Spoiler Zone! We'll probably, probably edit, edit that
1: right. out. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh,
2: so let's let's talk about spoil let's talk about the film with spoilers. What because I think The Prisoners is a film where everybody's opinion of it is going to be shaped. And it's not like it's got a, a massive it has got a bit of a twist ending, but it's going to be That you're going to have strong opinions about how the film eventually plays out. Yes. um, Involving, say, the reveal of who is responsible for kidnapping the girls. Um, Spoiler, it's Melissa Leo. Yes. Who is that one person you recognize from the film who had a suspiciously small role up until the point where she is revealed as the serial killer. Yeah. Which is not the most elegant of... uh, Not the most elegant of reveals.
1: Watching this movie, I... Yeah, the the kind of movie where where it's a sort of a whodunit where you're trying to figure out who who the um, kidnapper is, um, and throughout it, I was also wondering. There was a few questions. It was like, are these girls chopped up in little pieces? Is that where this movie is going? Um, <laughs> Andre's is is preparing himself. Yeah, like the yeah. um I'm 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 kind of like, oh god, <laughs> and. Um, Basically, um, there is a prime suspect straight away. Um, who is Paul Dano. Who is Paul Dano. Um, a, a creepy kid. Yeah. Mental <laughs> yeah. age of a 10-year-old. Mental age of a 10-year-old. They say that a, a number of times. <laughs> just to make it absolutely clear. Just in case you missed it. Yeah. He has a creepy camper van, which he, he drives when. He has a creepy, creepy his camper out. van. He, lives he with wears his a aunt. creepy hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he lives with his aunt.
2: He is shown at one stage strangling a small dog, just in case you don't get that he may be a little off.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you're like, "Oh, that is the killer," which, 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 which is what Hugh Jackman is thinking.
2: <laughs> a little bit, quite intensely. Yeah,
1: straight away, he's yeah. he, uh, he's 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 made up his mind. He's like, "This is the killer." Why don't you just? Um... Why don't I
2: just kidnap him, build a torture chamber, and force him to tell me where my girls are? Yeah, where are my girls? and
1: and like in 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 this in in that America that he lives in, unfortunately, the police for some reason. Don't go to those measures. Yeah. They don't do their jobs.
2: Yeah, that's civil rights. Like, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal has to release this guy in, like, 48 hours because he he doesn't have any evidence. Yeah, and he
1: says to the police chief, can't we just can't we just keep him for another day? Charge yeah. him with anything.
2: And the police chief's kind of like, that's not how the law works. And you're supposed to think the police chief is the bad guy here.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, Jake Gyllenhaal is a terrible... <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he is, a, is a terrible <laughs> cop. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, he he solves the case. There, there, well, there, there, there is a brilliant scene when um... the,
2: the movie, like the movie, takes its, goes out of its way to emphasize how great a cop Jake Gyllenhaal is, right? Because when they're when he's interviewing the parents of the abducted kids, they're like, "I hear you've you've never you've never you never not solved the case." And He's like, "That's correct." And you're like and you're
1: watching the film again. I don't know. I I thought that, that that moment in the movie was interesting. I thought it was one of the first examples of Jake Gillenhall being really funny in this movie. <laughs> because I think the line is something like your police chief tells us that every case you've had you've ever solved. And I feel like when I see his face he's thinking, Oh, that's not true i guess the police chief has <laughs> <team laughs> told his mother that that is. and, and like, i don't want to
2: get into that yeah. awkward conversation right now there's
1: this thing across his face which is kind of like uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that back. is true
2: well there's, there's another moment later on where um where a woman where the the mother suspects that somebody's been in the house and it turns out they have but it's obviously it's a little bit crazy because she's uh, currently medicated and whatever yes and so she's walking jake gillenhall through the house oh and she's saying, i love and she, this moment yeah, and she's saying you know like the window was open and it wasn't open when i was in here last and jake gillenhall's just sort of standing there staring at her uh-huh. and then she goes yeah, yeah right uh, yeah, okay she's like should you be writing this down which point jake gillenhall proceeds to slowly and deliberately take out oh yeah yeah take out his, his pen his little notebook and you actually see him write Open window <laughs> and underline it, <laughs> which ironically enough Let, turns out to be a vital clue later, later on. <laughs> later
1: in the movie, yeah, like he seems he seems to kind of look into yeah, being be, be, being a good detective. He's like an
2: existential like, detective. It's like the universe yeah, provides
1: exactly, yeah, yeah. Like when 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 the reveal well, they, is given about um connecting. Um, well, actually, yeah, we should we should talk about this right? Yeah, so. yeah. So.
2: While Jake Gyllenhaal is investigating this case, and this is, kind of, this is one of the things that I'm not entirely comfortable with, the logic of the film, right? So he's investigating the case he has a list of 10 paedophiles uh convicted sex offenders
1: within he, the mile, mile <laughs> radius this is like paedophile central this is rural america that it is some part of philadelphia or no sorry not philadelphia pennsylvania i think so, i think then. yeah yeah where like it, see, it seems it seems to be deer hunters and paedophiles exactly yeah but just just it's 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 it seems to be the deer the deer hunter paedophile capital of the yep. United States if not the world
2: I'm pretty sure they have that on the sign as you're coming into town yeah um, but yeah so he, he, he goes and investigates these nine paedophiles right and it goes it goes okay up until he reaches you know one of them who happens to be a priest because we're keeping yes. the religious symbolism of the film and the priest is, is passed out on the floor so he does some snooping around and again this is another example of the film's symbolism being incredibly obvious he goes into the basement a lot of people in this film tend to keep things in basements yeah, um, but he goes into the basement and he finds a dead body, right? Which is not a kid, uh, which is just tied to a chair. Um, which the guy, the paedophile priest, happens to have coincidentally murdered, and so that bubbles away in the background for a little while. Um, the guy is wearing a medallion that happens to have a maze on it, and the priest is claiming that this I guy. Get,
1: yeah, th- I I guess like Jake Hall finds that this. A uh, priest has uh has murdered somebody and then passes on to one of his colleagues
2: yeah he's just like no it might be
1: <laughs> yeah 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 it's just like as i as i was lo- as i was looking, <laughs> I was looking for, for the kidnapper um i just happened to find this uh pedophile pedophile priest. now i've got my hands full do you mind uh, taking <laughs> care of this guy because i think he killed somebody
2: yeah. i'm really sure the body's in the basement and he kind of confessed right away yeah but he didn't lawyer up or anything yeah, uh,
1: it was. It was like that was a very bad man. Yeah, and... right there,
2: and I just solved that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go back to trying to solve these kids, and then later on, I wonder,
1: gets... did that count as one of his cases that <laughs> he, he always solves.
2: solves? Even the cases that aren't his. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, he sort of he finds another another suspicious individual who is um, buying uh, buying clothes that belong to children.
1: That was brilliant. Yeah. The the. Um... Yeah, this guy that he's... Like, the first thing is, he's at a candlelit vigil. And I don't know why he's at the candlelit vigil. Because,
2: in theory, like offenders are more likely to return to the scene of crime. Is that why he's there? It
1: always seems like Jake Gyllenhaal just is... Happens, happens to, to where yeah, happen. like he's a really lucky detective in this movie. No, I,
2: th- I think that's that's a plausible detective move. We'll, we'll get to some implausible detective moves. Okay, in a moment. okay. That, I think that's reasonable. Like you but go, you he, go to the vigil. You want to see a familiar face, right? At
1: a vigil, he's looking around, and this guy. Uh, really has the heart for this teddy bear. teddy bear this bunny yeah. is at, at a child yeah. memorial at a, yeah. at a child memorial and he's touching the the the, the little bunny rabbit teddy it more, right? and he's like <gasps> and yeah that may be
2: under dramatizing but it's pretty close to that yeah <laughs> the, the,
1: the, the, it, yeah if,
2: if if i'd been doing
1: sounds for this movie i would have got him to do adr <laughs> yeah um yeah just so we like can hear him. yeah i don't feel like I'm creepy enough can we just hold the mic up to him so we can get him like
2: uh,
1: yeah yeah okay that's it
2: that's it we're done
1: um so jake
2: gillenhall singles this guy out
1: yeah he looks and he's like that guy looks weird and then the guy looks at jake gillenhall and he's like oh, shit, he got me being weird oh are we gonna bleep that by the way we should probably bleep everything <laughs> if anyone's listening to this who's offended um we apologize yeah oh and by the way if that was bleeped then like (laughs) we don't apologize it was it was yeah and 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 yeah as far as you know i i said um uh, something better something worse sugar 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 we're gonna go with sugar we're just gonna bleep everything with sugar Fudge. fudge sugar fudge 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 yes
2: andrew gets very enthusiastic at the candy store Yes. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so Jake Gyllenhaal, you feel like I do beg your 10. pardon. <laughs> uh, Jake Gyllenhaal spots this guy. This guy is like, okay, I can't possibly explain why I was touching this doll in this way. Yeah. So I'm going to run like a, you know, like hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He he, he runs off. Eventually, Jake Gyllenhaal through um, some other channels manages to catch up with this guy
2: because um, he's been buying children's clothes. Because he's been and buying children's mannequins. clothes.
1: Somebody rings up the detective and says, I've seen this guy that this you did guy. an identikit of. Yeah. Um, and he visited my store and bought some... Um, children's clothes. Children's clothes, which is kinda and kind I'll of to creepy. I'll let you know up if the he comes back. As then well. he does. He touched the mannequins. Yeah. So he comes back. Um, Jake Hall
2: follows, follows him
1: to the house. Um it's brilliant. The, the, cause, cause, this is a great
2: example of how yeah. the film looks better than it it works, if that makes
1: yeah, sense. Yeah, um and 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 a great example of how Jake Gyllenhaal is, is hilarious in this movie. Which and and it's not a funny movie, although although there, although there was a funny movie earlier on when basically probably something we haven't mentioned is that <laughs> This is, this is going very much out of structure. We're just kind of talking about bits we liked <laughs> in the it, movie. But it's but... very much like this is the structure
2: of the film. Like, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, while he's doing all this stuff, is also trying to solve the mystery of the two girls and also trying to figure out why Paul Dano has gone missing.
1: Yeah, Paul Dano goes missing because Hugh Jack. Jackman, <laughs> who's the father of one of the daughters, Terrence Howard is another father of one of the da- daughters. Yeah, he, he has kidnapped Paul Dano. And, um, and it's holding this him.
2: Old, abandoned, creepy, rundown house. That exactly. his used to Exactly. That
1: is foreshadowed earlier in the movie. In <laughs> the first like three minutes, yeah. uh, they're like, "Why don't you just sell your dad's creepy old apartment house?" He's, and he's like, like, "No, I want to fix that up. No, it needs some refurbishment." Yeah,
2: what you don't get at that moment. I like is what just... I have
1: going there. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of creepy, and I'm prepared for everything, yeah. including torture. Including torture. And by the way, son, always be prepared. Always be prepared. It was a very intense... There are several intense father-son moments. It could have just been like, remember you were in the Boy Scouts? And they said, always be prepared. That's a great lesson, son.
2: But no, you, Jackman sort of, you know...
1: Son, I want you to listen to me. (laughs) Be prepared. Very important stuff.
2: Yeah. When the world goes to hell, you're the only person standing between you and the rest of the world.
1: Because you're a man.
2: Yeah and later on he has this whole thing and it's great I actually love the scene later on where he's like where the son like you've got to be a man now yeah. but it's inside the little girl's room and he knocks, yeah. he knocks over a doll's house while he's having that big moment which is a nice I think a nice sort of the film sort of having a little bit of a sense of humour which it doesn't have as often as it maybe might
1: no the the, the the part of the movie that was definitely not meant to be funny that we both laughed at was when Terence Howard says I want my baby back <laughs>
2: And you're just like nobody caught that in script. Nobody thought that that might affect the moment or the mood.
1: Yeah, but like it's 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 funny that that was that 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 was hilarious to us. Yeah. It, it's what it's just a reference to baby back ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Austin it. Austin Powers. Yes. Yes. Um. Um. And yeah, the the the, the...
2: we seem to have wandered off the scene. Where Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> follows the creepy we do. guy home. He
1: follows the creepy guy back. This is. This is possibly the guy who's kidnapped these um, two girls. Um, and
2: he has a really intense conversation at the door. Really right?
1: intense. He's like, hey.
2: So, you so, buy yeah. uh, children's you're at clothes, the You're at yeah? the shop.
1: He's like, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, my... so you bought children's clothes. Oh, did I... I must, I, must I must have, have been, been in a rush. Yes, which is,
2: <laughs> which, is brilliant. which is a Great line. If you're ever improvising, sort of that conversation, I must conversation, have been in a rush. I must have been in a rush. It's, it's like
1: a... I meant to buy grown-up clothes,
2: <laughs> but I was short on time. Yeah, I and so like, short on It clothes. would have
1: taken time to pick up the bigger clothes. Yeah. So I just grabbed some small clothes because they're, they're they're easier to fit in your hands. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah.
2: I mean, and Jake Gyllenhaal for some reason doesn't buy this <laughs> uh, and barges <laughs> yeah, into the he's house. Like,
1: Oh no, wait a second. Yeah, I'm the thing. Detective. Yeah, I'm the world's <laughs> greatest detective here. Um
2: they don't call me that for nothing. Barge is in the door, knocks the guy down, incapacitates him, and starts sneaking around. Now the room is the, the house is stereotypical serial killer cool, creepy. It's got like amazing. Yeah. So, he, so he's looking the for the daughters here. And he here. finds a room full of cases. Full well, of cases. Which and is you never a good sign. No,
1: no. It's like And, yeah, that's the thing throughout the movie. It's like, are they going to find the killer? Is this guy the killer? And are they going to find these girls? And are they going to be alive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole lot of cases. And they open up one of the cases and what do they find there?
2: They find snakes and little children's clothes covered in blood. Covered in blood. Because we haven't had enough religious imagery already.
1: And and that's after they've went on a, <laughs> like, Jake Gyllenhaal kind of goes on a tour of the house where he's <laughs> looking for the, uh, he eventually finds these cases. But what he, find, what he what we hear first is a whole lot of flies buzzing around and yeah. you're like, oh God, yeah. just, oh no.
2: Just in case you didn't get this is a creepy serial killer. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and you're thinking there's going to be some, some rotting corpses of kids, but no. But no, there's, it turns out to be. There's a pig's head.
2: In the, in the sink in the sink yeah again, which, which is
1: a normal thing that 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 all of us kind of have had at some store, point yeah. And, yeah that's what you, you can't do. put it in a
2: fridge like because the shelves just make it awkward
1: yeah and and there's certain things that you want to put in in, in, in your, your fridge sink, that yeah. you'd have to take out of your fridge and put in your sink if you are going to put a pig's head in there so you yeah. just decide like the sink is the place for the pig's head and everything else goes in the fridge yeah so i think i think there's a lot of profiling in this movie yeah, but
2: um, anyway, this turns out <laughs> not to be an. En- well, this turns out not to be linked directly to the kidnapping of the girls. Again, this is like the second child-related sex crime that Jake Gyllenhaal solves. Yeah, while again. Working.
1: This is the cap, the world capital of um,
2: Pedoph- or child, child sex yeah. crimes. Yeah. yeah,
1: and so like that, I, a good way <laughs> Hugh Jackman could have pre- prepared for this situation is small not yeah yeah then, like yeah area. it's just that he, he had so many so many uh, prepping things in, in 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 his basement that it would have been such a faff to move to move yeah he he had lined everything up perfectly well actually
2: this is this is one of the things i noticed right so there's there's this recurring theme running through the film of prepping right so you have like when you go down to his basement <laughs> like you have a he has Always a people. half bag of lye in his basement yes. and he has gas masks and he has, he's, oh, in case you don't get the religious imagery enough, he's also a carpenter. Yes. A bearded carpenter. And his That's name rude. is Keller, which sounds a lot like killer.
1: It does. Yeah.
2: Um, I thought for a moment when I saw his, his name is written on his truck and it almost looks like Heller. And I was like, is it going to be Heller Highwater? It's, I don't know, it's actually Keller, uh, like killer. Uh. But um, there's this recurring conspiracy theme sort of running through the film, right, where everything is connected but also, the character that Paul Dano plays is called Alex Jones, who I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, Andrew. He's, um, he's sort of a big conspiracy buff online oh yeah he's the guy who has like a web yeah
1: yeah, am yeah yeah he's he's this really angry guy he's he, he talks about like false flags and stuff yeah
2: and he's yeah. one of those i don't know if he's a truther himself and apologies mr jones if that is not your brand of crazy yeah come but, on the show yeah we will sort this out easily <laughs> enough but he's he's very much sort of tight. Oh, by the
1: way if kenny loggins are his lawyers uh, <laughs> are listen also to... listening Come and show. <laughs> yeah, we'd
2: love to have you. Uh, protected by, protected yeah. by parody. Um, <laughs> not, not to get adversarial about it. But, uh, but we'd love to have you on. We can talk about Top Gun. Yeah. yeah which I'm... I'm sure is in the top 250,
1: right? I'm sure lawyers have lots of interesting things to talk about. About movies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I, I remember watching Michael Clayton with a lawyer once and him going, no, that's not what my job entails at all. And I was like, that's kind of disappointing. What, they've dramatized <laughs> <these>? Yeah. <laughs> I do not clean up bodies. I wish I cleaned up bodies. Uh, uh, but we're talking about Alex Jones and stuff, and it has yes. this sort of weird conspiracy logic to it. The film has sort of, yeah. like a weird dream conspiracy logic where everything is connected together. Yes. Sort of. And this is one of the things. Like it is very much. I think it's a post 9-11 war on terror sort of film. In that it's yeah. It's the, like it's about the mindset and about like Hugh Jackman is a prepper. He's afraid. He's keen to torture. He's yep. highly religious. And has this com-
1: really strong conviction in that everything. He's
2: yeah. Like there are moments in it that you could take beat from beat from say 24. Mm. You know, like there's bits where he's shouting, "Where are they?" Yeah. Yeah, you know? Um like you get the sense that uh, if, you know, he's he's just in a couple of takes, Hugh Jackman yells, "Where's the trigger?" Uh, and they're like, "You're you're looking for your daughters." He's like, "Okay, okay, I can do this now.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he's like and he's yeah, he's he's um He's punching Paul Dano a lot in this movie, and I wonder how much of it was from that Rock and Sock and Robots movie he did. Just
2: get the real steel out there, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what was that like? Real, real steel. Real is surprisingly really? good. Really, is yes, this is, is, than is real steel
1: going to be on the podcast? No, I just looked no, at not. it and thought it was Rock and Sock and Robots. It is Rock and
2: Sock and Robots, <laughs> but it's 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 an enjoyable Rock and Sock and Robots movie, okay. um, which is interesting. because... Like you look at Hugh Jackman and you kind of think, and I feel really bad sort of saying this. Like there's an actor who really should be more of a leading man than he is, because mm. you look yeah. at his filmography and his stuff like Prisoners, for example, which <coughs> sort of which didn't register on your radar, for example. No, um, Australia, which was no. just terrible. Yeah. Um sorry, Nicole Kidman. Um, which and you Hugh Jackman, well, yeah, like like yeah, yeah. He's he's Wolverine. Um, yeah, like that, and I feel. Like, he should be more. Like, he has this very Clint Eastwood, leading man sort of presence. You sort of imagine he should be. He should be like a, you know... you should be going to see Hugh Jackman movies. I feel like...
1: Yeah, I I feel like Hugh Jackman maybe is too... He seems like the person who's probably quite well-adjusted. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and a regular guy. And maybe... Finds it difficult to locate uh, the different parts of himself that would maybe be required to do something to... this heavy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, he, he's 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 not believable doing certain things.
2: Yeah. And torturing, building a torture cabinet. By yeah. Way, he's very involved in this. So I, we it, should we should clarify. So while while oh by the way just to just to put an end on that Jake Gyllenhaal story thread he brings in the guy to interrogate him right. Yeah, um, And the guy is like, I'll tell you where the bodies are, man. And he, like, starts throwing maps. And Jake in the hole at one stage just has enough and goes into the interrogation room. And, I, and he gets into sort of a tussle with the guy. By the way,
1: before that happens, before that happens, the police chief says... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay i'm like he essentially says okay i'm finished for, <laughs> for, I'm the, finished evening. for the day. let me know I, if something happens yeah let me know if something happens like i, I trust you yeah is, <laughs> like you're my top cop you solve yeah. cases like <laughs>
2: nobody's business exactly if this guy tells us where the bodies something are something
1: happens then before probably that police chief has even gotten into his car in <laughs> the parking lot yeah,
2: like you imagine there's a cut of the film where you don't see what happens after he leaves the room he just you see him walking out to the parking lot and you just hear like a loud scream and a lot. Lot of people running by him and
1: you just see him go yeah. off oh. jake jake Gillen hall is like i'm i'm sick of this um how this interrogation is going i'm going to bring things to a head goes in roughs up the uh, suspect prisoner yeah if you will <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and 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 the, the, the there's there's this uh, great moment where the the um one of the other police officers is like Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> probably stop this from happening. Yeah, he just runs because in, we're like... not
2: like a huge Jackman torture shop.
1: <laughs> no, it's like, what, what, what's happening? He yeah. runs in, breaks up the fight. During the...
2: which the prisoner, who has his hands cuffed, by the way, yes. manages to reach down, unlock Jake Gyllenhaal's gun, pull it out, bring it to his chin, and shoot himself in the head.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah. And and by the way, this this guy hadn't done anything wrong. No, it, tu- it ultimately, <laughs> he, it ultimately out. turned out he hadn't killed anyone, but yeah. decided, I'm going to kill myself.
2: Well, I'm going to steal children's clothes, cover them in blood, put them in yeah. boxes with pretend snakes. pretend to
1: be a serial killer, get arrested, then shoot myself
2: in the head. Yeah. This is a viable course of action. They're, they're really? Like, this was his time to shine. Yeah. Um... But again, and again, this doesn't get Jake Gyllenhaal any closer to solving No, the it doesn't
1: really get him in that much trouble.
2: No, no, it doesn't. Like, in the very next scene. <laughs> he still like, has he a gun. He still has his gun, yeah.
1: Presumably a different gun.
2: Yeah, you... <laughs> because they're
1: testing that one for ballistics from the guy who just got shot. Not in the line of duty. Just no. like, it's like...
2: On a but... camera in a police interrogation room with a police officer's gun.
1: I wonder if when Jake Gyllenhaal was, was walking into the interrogation room... Um, if he didn't have a gun would somebody be like what are you you walking into an interrogation room without a a gun gun.
2: (laughs) this is America
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he should have a gun on on you at all times that Hugh Jackman
2: character was all about this
1: yeah imagine when they're filling out their paperwork
2: yeah they they just sort of have the gun on the table next to them you know yeah yeah Um, but yeah and the very next scene he's walking around carrying his gun you kind of imagine that at some stage the police chief is like look you're probably gonna have to talk to like internal affairs about this or fill out some forms or maybe take this wooden gun for police a
1: chief is like I don't want to stay late any more <laughs> evenings this week yeah. I, I was just looking forward to going home Hadn't even gotten in my car, and
2: this happens. But he's not even like he's not even particularly mad. He's just because they have a really bitter argument. Just disappointed. He's just disappointed. <laughs> uh, like Jake Gyllenhaal's like, look, if you had let me keep the guy without his civil rights for more than forty-eight hours, that you... was brilliant.
1: Yeah. I loved that scene. It is, uh, and it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like
2: Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of like he's kind of like okay, well, look, some guy shot himself with their gun, and Jake Gyllenhaal like, yeah, but if you let me keep the guy with the IQ of a ten-year-old for more than forty-eight hours, this wouldn't have happened. And you're kind of you're kind of like, I'm not sure I follow the logic on that one.
1: I I love the way Jake plays that uh, the scene earlier where um, where Alex Jones has uh, been released and then is what kidnapped yes yes and well okay to be fair he our, just, from our, their point of
2: view he just disappears like I think, right yeah I think there's he, some suggestion the cops think he ran he ran and, and maybe that's why they don't pursue and jake
1: gillenhall comes in and he's like i told you um i asked you to make sure this guy is staying another day could you just do that from now on thank you <laughs> and, and you're like look and he's like okay all right and it's like yeah yeah thank you thank, thank you very you. much yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah, yes. And, and it, that is his energy for that scene. He's <laughs>
0: like,
1: like please, please, please just do this. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Which one of us
2: is the cop who solves the most cases? Yeah.
1: Yeah, me, me. Okay, you 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 do your job. Let me do my job. Okay.
2: I feel like it feels really weird that we're talking all this about about Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, one character.
1: This is probably not the most interesting
2: thing that happens in this movie. But no, but, I mean, but he's, the, the, he's the supporting character. Like he
1: really is, but I I I found what he was doing the most interesting bit. Yeah. Because as, what happens in the other part of the movie is is like very little. Did did um Paul Dano is himself kidnapped um he is a prisoner a prisoner would. yeah he's and um he's just like he he's just in this torture okay. he's, well, like first,
2: first first they beat him first they beat and him and then Hugh Jackman yeah, decides from like, the
1: Rock'em Sack'em Robots movie
2: yeah Hugh Jackman's <laughs> kind of like okay my knuckles are getting a bit tired so yeah. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fashion and he fashions it in a shower where he builds a little wooden booth,
1: yeah, presumably he he had already made one of these yeah because it, it was it like seemed, one of his projects
2: because it seems like the kind of thing that you you wouldn't do right the first time round
1: yeah it was it was it was it was like a little project where yeah. where he probably like himself and his son he's like be prepared yeah
2: if, you may have to torture somebody
1: yeah if ever yeah. you have to kidnap somebody you should have bad plumbing yeah. let me show you how to make bad plumbing
2: yeah <laughs> he's like so he, he finds a mechanism to Run piping hot or freezing water into yeah. The
1: I think I like I I think it just happened that it was a really bad shower. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: weaponized <laughs> was, a really bad shower. Yeah,
1: it was like this shower. It's either really hot or really cold. It's How a nightmare. Can I use this? But this is this, this is convenient. Good now. Yeah, yeah. Is, we don't know whether it's going to be really hot or really cold. Really, <laughs> yeah.
2: but um, no, I think he has. He has one lever that does each. I think to be fair. Oh, he does. He does. He's a very okay. organized torturer. Let's be fair. Well, Let's be fair, he, Hugh Jackman. It's a very good plumber and a competent yes, part- carpenter. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the film is that, very much... that thing looks fabulous. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Uh, but um, the film is yeah. The film basically boils down to this debate, and you have this sort of this uh, masculinity thing where you have like Terrence Howard is very much the emasculated man who's like, should, oh yeah, should I be involved in this? Should I be doing this? He's uh, he's a whimpering wreck. He is a whimpering wreck. He's sort of and it's it's like. Oh, oh yes! Earlier in the film, like in their little character-establishing bits, right? They have a bit where uh, Terence Howard plays the trumpet, and Hugh Jackman's yes. favorite song is "The Star-Spangled Banner."
1: Yes, and Terence Howard is terrible at playing trumpet, and presumably terrible at everything else.
2: Yeah, well, if the rest of the movie is anything to go on, uh, his character basically. Wivers and quimpers his way through absolutely everything like yeah Hugh Jackman's kind of like I need a buddy to help me torture yeah Uh, this guy seems
1: like a good choice yeah basically Terrence Howard is the other father yeah Uh, Viola Davis is the the, The uh, other mother yes
2: um and their child is called Grace or Joy yeah they, they
1: play very small roles in this yeah in this movie um
2: well, Mary O'Bella so, is particularly small. I think she, she suffers a great deal. She's the wife of Hugh Jackman. Yes. And she's yeah. pretty much medicated and ignored.
1: There are a lot of pills yeah, there are, <laughs> that is. that woman is taking. And Hugh Jackman's thing is basically, how are you feeling? Not so good. Have loads of pills. Have all the pills.
2: I'm going to be outside for yeah, a Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm never going to be here, but the pills will.
2: I like that nobody seems to question what Terence Howard and Hugh Jackman are doing Uh, during the interval where their daughters are missing
1: it's like um, oh you're at the search and we're here taking bills gotcha
2: okay good call Um, and like again while Jake Gyllenhaal is solving every child related case like on the northern seaboard he's also finding time to like eavesdrop on Hugh Jackman for some reason Yes, um, yeah. Because he sort of... He, I think he suspects that Hugh Jackman might have been involved in the kidnapping of Paul Dano, if only because Hugh Jackman was kind of like, you should keep this guy longer and do whatever you need to do to make him talk. Yeah. Uh, which may have been a bit of a giveaway.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Hugh Jackman attacks Paul Dano.
2: Yeah, in public, in the car parking the, lot.
1: The, that's another uh, brilliant scene where Jake Gyllenhaal is hilarious. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, when when the
1: police chief is cut has where, where no this this is where um Jake Jake and all um sorry we should probably say Detective Loki yeah. has caught up with uh with Keller um Keller Dover Keller Dover Which is a great name. Which is a great name, Keller Dover. Yeah. Um he's caught up with Keller Dover and Keller Dover realizes that Alex um, Jones. No, no, that uh, that uh, that detective Loki oh, yes, is following. is following him. Yeah. So, um, Mr. Dover pretends to be an alcoholic. Um, goes into a liquor store. Goes into a, a liquor store. Comes
2: out and gives him a big confrontation. I'm yeah, sure. yeah,
1: it gives him a serious bollocking. He's yeah. he's like, "Why are you following me and 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 not looking for my daughters?" And, and Every- sort
2: of Loki's answer is kind of like, "I don't know."
1: Ah, like you—you were—you—you you beat up this guy and then he goes missing. What am I to do? Yeah. And, and it's not like I,
2: you know—it's I, I, not like I've got a caseload or something, you know. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of weird because there are points in the movie where you're kind of like, is—is is Loki still working the same case or has he sort of switched sideways or how does that work?
1: Yeah, he has one other guy who seems to be covering the uh, <laughs> pedophile priest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, by the way, is—is is, I, I suppose this shouldn't be too surprising but seems to still be a priest and live in a church (laughs) or or next door (laughs) to one. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's a thing. Um,
2: And again, that's, I think that's into your whole religious sort of metaphor stuff, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: Um, but, um, there, there's, there's that scene where, um, yeah, where, 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 where Loki says, Oh, Alex Jones has gone missing. (laughs) And, um, and what is it, what is it you Jackman asked? He asked some question like, have you found um, have, you, have 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 you do you know anything more about like where, where where he's missing? And then Jake Gyllenhaal's response is pretty much I take it <laughs> This is the first you're hearing it, I I it? take it this is the first you're hearing about <laughs> it and you're like basically suggesting you haven't done it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um the it's he his delivery is is he he doesn't seem to really care that much about uh, 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 about any of these people yeah. in in this community. It's all really tiresome to yeah. Detective Loki, which
2: is it, interesting because Loki. I kind of did a bit of research and sort of digging around into this. Yeah, um, the original draft of the script uh, was or it was written back in I think around about two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and stayed on the blacklist which is a list of yes. scripts, unproduced screenplays that are very good and need to be produced. Yes, Like for recently, they had the uh, Ronald Reagan movie that was going to star Will Ferrell wow. uh, while Ronald Reagan had Alzheimer's. And it was, okay. was going to be a comedy and it was going to feature an aide whose job it was to convince Ronald Reagan that he was still an actor playing the president. Surprisingly, Ronald Reagan's family were not entirely on board with this idea. <laughs> um, and so the movie sort of torpedoed itself. Yeah. Apparently making fun there of Ronald is, Reagan. There is, violence.
1: by the way, a Blacklist <laughs> podcast. Oh, where yeah when where they go the yeah where they take actors and go through the scripts. Oh
2: cool. Oh do they so, actually read the scripts? Yes. That's pretty. Um awesome.
1: and it, it's kind of like um uh all kind of produced and sound designed and stuff. Nice. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Okay. Which, which 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 makes sense because not every movie that doesn't get made
2: should get made. Yeah. Uh, they, to this, the contention
1: with the blacklist ta- table reads would be that they all deserve to get made. But I suppose that's an. Uh... Well, I mean,
2: it's an industry thing. It's an yeah, industry promoter. Yeah. It gets passed around. But originally, the draft the script was going to focus exclusively on Keller. Um, right. There was no Detective Loki, or if there was, it was a much smaller I role. I'm so glad there was this. I am Detective Loki. really, really <laughs> glad. Um, and it sort of happened over time that the writers sort of added the character and fleshed him out and stuff. Mm. And a lot of that came from, I think, I believe some of that came from Hall and Velnouve, the, the actor and the director. Like when Villeneuve, um had worked primarily overseas beforehand, um, like his career had began in the late 90s, but it sort of went through a renaissance in 2009 with uh, Polythec, uh, which was a movie about a shooting at a uh, Montreal secondary school. Um, and then after that, he did Incendies. Oh, um, which is very well received. It's on the IMDb 250. We might do it again. I have heard of that one. Um, it suffers from a lot of the same issues that I have with prisoners, but we'll talk about that more when we talk about that one. Okay. But then he wanted to do an English language one. Um, yes. An English language film, which <clears throat> would eventually become Prisoners. But before he did that, he wanted to do something um, smaller. He wanted to sort of get used to working in the language. He wanted to get used to working in the studio system. So what he proposed was he would do a smaller movie called Enemy, uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Which was filmed beforehand but released afterwards. Which is basically sort of like a test run for him before he started doing Prisoners. Um, right. And that's sort of where he and Gyllenhaal worked out the shorthand. I think you can sort of see that in the film. That Gyllenhaal is, is a lot more comfortable I think than Jackman. And I think the yeah. film is a lot more comfortable with Gyllenhaal. I,
1: like everyone in the movie pretty much is unhinged. And has something wrong with them. Yeah, Like there's they're, 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 they're something missing yeah there's something up yeah exactly and you jackman um is no different in the sense that you you get the sense straight away and continuing as it goes along there is something wrong with this guy um and and sometimes it's implicit and sometimes it's explicit but you're not really i don't think drawn to him the way the way you are with um detective loki um cool
2: I think that Darren uh, is I'm, consulting the fact I'm machine. I'm consulting the fact machine, so I, I did a bit of research on this, and it's uh, Valnue was sort of talking about how when he approached, really
1: slamming Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <a lot>. yes, <laughs> we are, and I feel really bad
2: because I, I like Hugh Jackman a lot, yeah, and I think you do too. Um, and he's good. He's just—I get the sense he's—he's he's not the star attraction, and he's not. I don't think I would have, if I'd seen a blind, been touting him for an Oscar like many critics were. No, um, but Valnue sort of talks about how. When it comes to dealing with actors and dealing with scripts, he likes the idea of characters having lives that you don't know about, yes, and suggesting things that you don't necessarily explain. So, like for example, Loki has lots of tattoos on him. For yes, example. he's he's got these <clears throat> this neck tattoo, and he's got this one on his sort of wrist. Yeah, and he wears a Freemason ring as well. Which, if you're getting into the whole conspiracy theory image uh. of the film as well, um, and I think on his knuckles he has like he has a pagan like zodiac signs or something. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. And he's named Loki as well, which comes from Norse mythology. Yeah. You could argue that he is the only character in the film who's not tied... He's like an, a counterpoint to uh, Keller's sort of Christian uh, imagery. You know, sort of like the, the religious, stereotypical, uh, you know, Protestant, righteous man. On the mm. other hand, you have Loki, who's sort of associated with these more pagan imagery or whatever. Yeah,
1: and he has this conversation about astrology in the yeah. very first scene we see him.
2: Yeah, where he's talking about the Chinese, the Chinese uh, exactly. as well. Um, so I think that's, that's sort of interesting... But I think one of the ideas that Gyllenhaal and Villeneuve had, and I'm kind of curious to see what you make of this, because I think it fits quite well with your reading of the character, right? The original suggestion was that maybe in the past, Loki had been a criminal. Ah! That he had sort of a shady past where he was on the other side of the law, and through circumstance or fate or whatever, he somehow found himself working, uh, working on, on that side of the thin blue line.
1: Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense because it doesn't really seem like he's hugely, greatly concerned with um, law and order, um, as or even as, procedure. as yeah as some overriding passion of his.
2: No, it's just like this is what I do. He my... just
1: has a job and likes to sort of, you know, do his job.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't even I'm not even sure he likes doing his job. He no, no.
1: I, I, I think, I think, yeah. He he does find it tiresome. He wants his job to be easy.
2: Yeah, uh, which or I like,
1: easier. Which... I, I think he hates that someone just got killed, yeah. or possibly possibly killed, or that there's these two guys who were kidnapped. I yeah. think it's wrecking his buzz. <laughs> that... And, and fi- find, finding that guy in the in the um, cellar, I think he's like that is.
2: That's more. That's more. Yeah, physical. yeah.
1: He's like, God damn it! Yeah. Why? <laughs> why can't oh, I just have like a day where I write a parking
2: ticket or where exactly? I sold, like, this is a small community. I should be dealing with fake, fake. Yeah,
1: sales. when, 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 when he turns up at that copycat killer, which is uh, not copycat killer, the but pretend uh, the pre- pretender. Pretender. Yeah, yeah, the guy who's pretending to be a serial killer who ends up blowing his brains out. When he arrives at that house, he and and throughout the thing, he's he's kind of like, oh god. Why do I have to do
2: it? Yeah, you kind of, and you're watching it. You're kind of thinking, surely this is the kind of thing where you have backup or a partner or support or something like that. It's just like, no, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deal with this because I'm gonna have to. You well, know. his his
1: his his partner is is dealing with the the priest who presumably is still questioning.
2: <laughs> Even into the late hour, we yeah. should probably let's talk about the ending, right? Cause, yes, right, because it turns out now that. Through this, like, while Keller is brutally torturing uh, Jones... And there's
1: a whole other movie happening where, where that Loki we see nothing sort of, about.
2: Yeah, where Loki is just sort of wandering around sort of this... this, And again, it's like the maze, which is a huge part of the film's iconography, which is clever in a visual sense, but it's yeah. also... I'm not sure it justifies the plotting of it. Um, there's mm. a lot of leaps and contrivances to get there. But it turns out... Now, wait for this. Okay, I'm going to... Buzz me if I get some of this wrong, right? Turns out, right... Alex Jones is living in the care of his aunt, or yes. who is not his aunt, actually, um, of a woman who claims to be his aunt, who is married to a man. Is, who... is it that they've adopted? Uh... They claim they adopted Yeah. they but... him. Yeah, that, that, that's
1: what they say, isn't that's it? That's what they say,
2: right? Yeah. But it turns out towards the end that they're actually a pair of child molesting serial killers
1: child molesting serial killers and they're living in the right area.
2: Yeah, uh, just like serial killer capital of the world. They're trying to get on the list. Yeah. Um, So it turns out they had their own son who died of cancer in the past. Yes. And so as a result, they were very angry about it and they turned away. Was it, this is how we make war on God. I think it's her motive. It's the sum total of the motivation that we get for these characters.
1: Yeah, this is this weird kind of, make war for God or on God? I think it's on
2: God. God, I think really? the argument is, yeah, the argument is that you break people's faith by kidnapping their children. Uh, what? Yeah, I, I, again, this is one of those things where I'm not sure the film I, earns what it's trying to do. Yeah, I've I, like a, a, a lot of
1: yeah, a lot of this stuff did did. I suppose, yeah, you you don't want it like so fleshed out. I think if 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 it had been a movie, if she had been in the movie as the serial killer child molester. Um, for the entire movie um, then maybe we would have kind of figured it out but it's, it's only very yeah briefly I didn't even get all of that
2: stuff I was right. like yeah it's there... a final ten minutes if even yeah where she goes full child molester serial killer she does she really does so basically how this happened is she's played by Melissa Leo yes um, her... who
1: I thought was an old person makeup um... turns
2: out she was just not a spring chicken did, did,
1: did, yeah, I, th- I think it was uh, may, may, maybe more down to what she was... Uh, what she was wearing. Yes. Because
2: she's dressed in the most stereotypical old woman clothes, imagine. Yeah. It's like a dowdy sweater and these big horn-rimmed glasses and yes. stuff. Yeah, and she's yeah. always making tea or offering tea.
1: Yeah. Um, Seems like a lovely old lady. She
2: really does. Until you realise that she's somebody suspiciously famous who hasn't been given anything to do in the movie yet. At yeah. which point you're like, yep, that's it, that's our killer. But it turns out, so she and her husband, dead kid, cancer... Lost Faith, decided to kidnap and abduct children. Now wait for this, right? This is how everything ties its way back, right? Yes. So they kidnapped Alex Jones when he was a kid. He's brain damaged now. Um, they abused the man who Jake Gyllenhaal arrested for um, for buying children's clothes and covering them in blood oh. and uh, putting them in tanks with snakes. He was reenacting the trauma or something like that.
1: Is this all stuff that you've uh gotten out of research or is this stuff that you got from watching got the movie i got from watching
2: the movie oh my
1: god so much can of he, this was can over he, my head <laughs> he i watched
2: it twice right
1: okay yeah
2: right yeah. so he is um so he's a former victim and he's reenacting the trauma right right yeah. it's a very strange way to reenact the trauma um because he like sneaks into people's houses as well and steals. And that's maybe pills. why he kills himself yes that might be why he kills himself we're sorry okay. about being so light about it earlier. now now it makes sense okay um, but yeah, so the idea is, and then hold on, even further back, the body that Jake Gyllenhaal found in the basement belonging to the paedophile priest who had confessed to murdering sixteen. There are kids, a lot of paedophiles in this movie. Yeah, turns out to be the husband of Melissa Leo. So everything is all yes. neatly connected.
1: Melissa Leo is not aware of where her husband is. Yeah, she,
2: he just wandered off, as far as she's concerned. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, I gotta, I gotta kill these kids myself now. She actually says it's very tough killing them myself. Yeah. Um, so what eventually happens is one of the kids escapes. It's unclear exactly how. Um, I think she suggests that it's because she wasn't as good at it without her husband being there. Yeah. Um, so when the kids gets out, that cruise... they,
1: they, they, they were all drinking no-go juice.
2: That's it. And it's all heavily <laughs> drugged or whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: she, she was very nice to mix it with Pepsi. Yeah.
2: You know, imagine you just stick it in a syringe and sort of do it that way. Yeah. Um, but so you, Jackman clues in that obviously this is the way to this is where it is he goes out to visit her by himself yes. without any police officers without his, letting anybody know where he's going
1: his his character in the movie is a very bad actor because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he yeah. turns up at the house <laughs> and is like hello i would like to fix your swing door here yes. i have some tools
2: i am a carpenter I'm a and carpenter. I'm, I was thinking about this one. It was daughter like the was start dead. of
1: a porno. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. And surprisingly
2: Melissa Leo was <laughs> not taken in by this one bit.
1: No, no. She she's like, Yeah, yeah, come in, I trust you. And I've got a gun. And I've got a gun. Put up and your hands.
2: Yeah, the dowdy old lady that fools no one. <laughs> yeah. It fools yeah. everyone. But uh yeah, so basically and then she does this thing. And again, we're talking about how this
1: you you, Jackman, at this point seems to have figured out um what was happening what was happening doesn't tell the police just runs off no he just
2: sort of deals with himself as is his way yeah and again doesn't have time along the way to come up with a plausible improv either no it's like no no No. i'm a carpenter i'll fix things (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly
1: that's probably what i would have done i would have been running running to like because i'm running away from the police and to save your to save my daughter so i'm like i can't yeah I, I can't have stop time and to think stop about and this. Come up with need to storm. wing it somehow. Yeah. What do I have here? Yeah. I have tools. Okay, I'm <laughs> going over profession. to swing to the swing door to 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 fix it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to say um, I'm fixing your swing door. Do I need to prepare this in a mirror or something? I don't have time. Okay, no. we'll, go, we'll go with this. Oh gosh. Well, uh, there's right. a lot of traffic this time of day.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Um, but yeah, so she kidnaps. And this is like we were talking about how there are points where prisoners very clearly just emulates lots of earlier serial killer films. Like, so for example, when Jake Gyllenhaal lands in the priest's basement, right? Have you seen right. Zodiac? Yes. Did that remind you of the sequence in Zodiac where he goes down, to the, where the guy's like, come down, I've got some great stuff here about the Zodiac serial killer. You should have a look in my creepy basement. And Jake Gyllenhaal goes down and the camera sort of follows That's him really creepily. One
1: of the advantages that Americans and perhaps Canadians have, is that they have these huge storage, huge cellars in their houses where, the where stuff. yeah, where they can um, have all sorts of creepy stuff, and it really, it, it's, it's, it's a rich vein for sort of movies. Horror. Yeah, yeah.
2: Irish horror doesn't really have a similar sort of "Follow Me into the Hot Press." Yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't nearly as effective. But um, yeah, so yeah, that sort of that reminded me of Zodiac. What's but that it, smell? Yeah. Oh, it's just the hot press. Yeah, it's just personal. It's it's our it's our sort of. Uh, Detergent, but um, where they're do- where she so she's like, okay, look, do you want to know what happened to your daughter? Just, just, just go over
1: to the hot press and turn on the immersion. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and now you're complicit in torturing Paul Dano. Yeah, um, <laughs> he he kind of does that at one stage with Terrence Howard, where he's like, look, if you want to let him out, you could let him out. Here's the hammer, and you should probably pry that off. If not, you're an accomplice. Uh, <laughs> and Paula Davis is like, what the what the hell? You're an accomplice. Man up.
1: They, they eventually decide, um, sorry, going back to that, um, Terrence Howard and Viola Davis's characters eventually decide, um, let's not take part in this torture, but also, let's
2: not stop it. Yeah, which is, again, this is the war on terror sort of thing. Are we all complicit in, in Yeah. Which is, you know, the movie is a little heavy-handed in that regard.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was interesting, but it, like it wasn't done in an interesting way. No, and yeah. I mean
2: the characters aren't developed enough to be anything more than emasculated man and sort of ruthless woman who is happy to stand by while somebody else gets their hands. Yeah.
1: Dry. Plus, as as I say, it's not the part of the movie that I found interesting.
2: Yeah. So back to the part of the movie that we kind of <laughs> found interesting. Yes. Uh, yes Melissa yes. And Leo is like okay, okay, <coughs> oh, excuse so, me. Okay, Hugh Jackman, you want to find out what happened to your daughter here? drink this giant tub full of uh yeah, yeah.
1: And it's like okay why not let's do this yeah, it's like blurp, blurp, blurp. i don't see how this blurp, could end badly nope. yeah mm. I
0: it's mm. very
1: sweet yeah um, yeah i'm not used to drinking this much pepsi yeah and it's like i'm not 12 big man like you
2: what's it, about two-thirds should do i think about
1: two-thirds yeah and it's like actually you've had enough um kind of
2: yeah, we didn't want the scene to go on too long. No. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere there's... It turns a, there's out
1: you, Jackman, the actor, didn't like that Pepsi that much.
2: Yeah. Um, there's somewhere a three-hour cut where you actually see every gulp and every bubble in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, she, and then when he's slightly drugged, uh, she slightly walks Slightly drugged? Because there's drugs in this Because there's drugs in the Pepsi. Um, uh, takes him out, throws him in the hole, um... Uh, and then she's Seems
1: like, to, uh, She sh- shot him in the leg. Oh, yeah, because he's like I'm, like, I'm not getting in that get hole. In the, get in the hole. I don't want to get in the hole. Shoots him in the leg. And
2: he's like, okay, I'll get in the hole. <laughs> um, and... Fashion
1: yourself a tourniquet while you're down there.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, what's it? maybe I'll throw your daughter's dead body in on top of you is, is another kind of... Uh... Yeah,
1: which showed less concern than the, maybe you can fashion a tourniquet. It's like, maybe you can fashion a tourniquet. Hugh Jackman thinks, oh, she's not so bad. Yeah. And maybe yeah. I'll also throw your dead daughter down. How do you like them apples?
2: Yeah, and he's like, "Boom! Okay, maybe I maybe I was right the first time. Yeah, maybe first impressions do work. But it's very much. Uh, it reminds me of the movie it's The a Vanishing. Dark movie. It is a very. <laughs> dark, we're talking about we're talking about it laughing, uh, but it is a very dark, very heavy movie. Yeah. But the that ending or that that beat reminds me a lot of The Vanishing, which is uh, a Danish movie, which was remade as an English language okay. movie. Have you probably have you heard of have you heard of either of
1: The Vanishing? No. <laughs> okay. it's,
2: a, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great remake story, right? So, the original version of this is a guy's girlfriend is kidnapped at a truck stop. Right. And she's taken by an infamous serial killer. Okay. And he becomes obsessed with it. And he tracks the serial killer down. Right. And the serial killer's like, I'm old and tired now. I'll tell, you what. I'll tell you what happened to your daughter. I'll tell you what happened to your girlfriend. Do you, or, or do you want to know what happened to your girlfriend? And the guy's like, Yeah, I'd give anything to know. So, he drugs him and puts him in a grave and lets him die. Right, which is a very bleak ending. That's the Danish oh, version, right? Yeah, that's the that, Danish. That's the Danish, clearly the Danish version. So now, cut, cut to a couple of years later, where they hire the same director. Hollywood hires the same director. They're like, we like this banishing story. We want you to do it, and we want you to do it with Sandra Bullock is going to be the girl, the woman who's kidnapped. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland is going to be the guy who's trying to find her. And oh Jeff Bridges God. is going to be the serial killer who's responsible, right? And it goes pretty much the same beat for beat up to the point. See, Kiefer Sutherland's obsessed. He's trying to figure it out. He tracks down Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is like, I'm, I'm old and tired. I don't want to do this anymore. And
1: he only has 24 hours to, to track her down, as
2: I said. No, I think you're thinking of something else, really. Uh, That's okay. Dennis Hopper. Um, <laughs> okay. But, um, try the Ganesh! But um, So, yeah, and it goes up, up to that point. He drugs Kiefer Sutherland, puts him in a shallow grave, right? That's where the Danish version ends. The American version's like, wait a minute, what if Kiefer Sutherland gets out of the grave? And I may be wrong here, I may be just making this up, but uh, I think he also manages to find his girlfriend as well. Wow. So not only does he uh, not only does he survive his encounter with the serial killer and completely negate the entire point of the ending of the original version of the film, he also gets a super happy, fun ending.
1: Yeah. You see, um, that's 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 why people go to, to America yeah, and to Hollywood. For happy, for happy endings.
2: Yeah, even in their serial killer films.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So,
2: so this sort of reminded me of that, where she's like, you want to know what happened to your daughter, I'll throw you in the hole. And... Okay, let's talk about the ending, right? Cuz yes. the actual ending. Cuz this is like the the last 10 minutes. Yes. Then Jake Gillenhall figures it out, right? He figures it out. He used the is it the medallion?
1: He yes, says. yeah. He's rec- this is another example of how Jake Gillenhall looks into Yeah, looks into everything because he's is it, is it that he's just uh, killed the guy? <laughs> or is this is this slightly later? Or he's been told Oh, kind he's of... looking
2: at the map. Yeah, so it's after the guy's died. He finds this yeah. book about an imaginary uh child abductor who happens to be the child abductor uh who is in the basement of the priest's headquarters. And why, it's a... why is well,
1: he's he's angry and starts wrecking his workspace. Yes, he does. That's he, that's he, he gets his keyboard and it's really satisfying. Yeah. No, it's very thorough smashing. It's actually did, it's a really great He does some great smashing and then all of a sudden Because he's strewn everything everywhere, all of the pieces just fall into place.
2: Which is a lot like a metaphor for the movie, really. Yeah. But anyway, he figures out that it's Melissa Leo. Uh, He goes to visit her. Uh, He breaks down the door. He manages to get there just as she's about to poison Hugh Jackman's daughter. Yes. He shoots her.
1: Melissa Leo says something along the lines of, have me cremated. I I don't want him to put me in no damn box. That turns around,
2: Points and they both
1: shoot each other at the same time.
2: Yeah, except Jake holds a better shot.
1: Yeah, yeah, only marginally. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> this young, uh, this this old woman um, uh, who hasn't had
2: combat um, training. <laughs> yeah, had, or like like hunted anything but children.
1: Yeah, pre- presumably she's not shooting all of these kids. Yeah. Is that would... Yeah. Well, you
2: imagine that's what the drugs are for, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, the, like, the grave in the backyard, the... Uh... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I And she... Her her modus operandi seems to be drugging these kids.
2: And then throwing them down a hole to die.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and poisoning them. Yeah. It's a dark... Dark movie. Movie.
2: <laughs> So she manages to shoot Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal intervenes. Uh, so he kills her. Shoots him in the head? No, she shoots him in the shoulder. In the shoulder? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, remember, and then he sort of so he manages to save the little girl and he drives her to the hospital. This is he's, sequence
1: is like all bandaged around the head, isn't he?
2: Oh, maybe she wings him in the head then.
1: I feel like she wings him in the head. Right. Yeah, it has been a little while since we watched this. Movie. <laughs> it has it's been enough. a little while. Like yeah. we said, it was four years ago. It
2: was four years ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she she wings him. She's dead. He picks up the child and decides, rather than calling for an ambulance to come and pick them up or to meet them somewhere halfway, he's going to single handedly drive her to a hospital through like. Rush hour traffic. I didn't know there yeah. were that many cars in the small town. That there are cutbacks. In. Yeah, and he
1: can't wait for the
2: the emergency services. No, um, and it's a beautiful sequence. It's an absolutely stunning sequence. Cause it's he's, gorgeous. He's yeah, and, it, out.
1: and it's very tense because yeah. and and like at that point, you're like, oh, the the daughter is alive, but and, and then you're thinking okay, movies end with this horrible car crash. Yeah. That Some, will at sport. least somebody's going to die.
2: Yeah. Odds are somebody's going to die. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Hugh Jackman is still buried in the hole. Uh, yes. In her backyard. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Jake Gyllenhaal drives, rescues the kid, and they go back to her place and they're excavating it. And the final shot of the film uh, is Jake Gyllenhaal by himself at the site, listening to the wind and hearing the sound of Hugh Jackman... Uh, using his daughter's emergency whistle and you're kind of like did he hear that or does he think it's just the wind is he going to save you Jackman or not and then cut to black prisoners yeah yeah so what did we think of that
1: um what did i think of the the very ending
2: the ve- well okay the ending or the very ending i don't know
1: why the why it was necessary that they oh well, I suppose if they had found you Jackman at the same time, there maybe wouldn't have been at that whole attention. yeah that that whole scene where he's like driving and kind of um yeah there they, he had to he had to rescue the child immediately and make his way immediately from there to to the hospital
2: yeah well here here's the thing right so i I can understand why you would do that logically, right, so yeah. Hugh Jackman has just spent the entire movie torturing a man with the mentality of a 10-year-old, right? It is very easy to look at the film and to think that the film might (laughs) take his side. No, no, but as in like, because he he tortures the kid and it turns out while the kid himself is not directly involved, that torture ties back to the actual abduction of his child and leads into the woman who kidnapped his child. So there is a, a logic you could say where the film is sort of half endorsing what Hugh Jackman does. If you strain a bit, right?
0: Okay.
2: I think so. So I think having him land in the hole where he dies or where there's a possibility of him dying completely forgotten and and uncared about kind of makes it clear that the film is coming down sort of hard. Actually torturing people with the mental age of a 10-year-old is not a good thing. Yeah,
1: it feels like he's gotten his comeuppance.
2: Yes. Uh, If you want to phrase it that harsh.
1: Um, Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, He's he's messed around kind of... um, He's 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 gone outside of the law to try and exact his own sort of adjust, justice, and now he is um, facing um, Melissa Leo's character's own form of justice. Yeah. In a in a if if we take it that everyone is making up their own version of right and wrong, then um, you just kind of have to live by the sword and die by the sword. Yeah, but. No, no, he's no, he's, no, no. he's fine. Yeah.
2: Or he possibly is fine. You don't know if Jake Gyllenhaal finds him.
1: Yeah, um, but it seems like in keeping with with Jake Gyllenhaal's <laughs> habit Trap of record. of of just having kind <laughs> locking of locking into locking yeah. things. In fact, in, uh, yeah. In in fact, he the only thing Jimmy that goes against them, that too. is he's he's unlucky to have his um uh, person that he's interviewing. Um, shoot himself dead <laughs> yeah. fortunately there aren't very many cops in that town and he still has <laughs> to work like they can
2: fire him yeah 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 you that's, to imagine that's, that was the meeting
1: that's probably another reason why they don't find hugh jackman straight away it's like <laughs> we have to follow paul find paul dano first <laughs> yeah. yeah go find him then like when we get around to that like are you working tomorrow um,
2: Somebody's gotta pick up all those snakes and the creepy serial killer pretender will. dude, right? Yeah, yeah. You're 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 working follow. five to eleven tomorrow. Actually yeah. I have to go at ten. Probably probably file the paperwork on that priest dude.
1: Yeah, we're gonna need some help with this. It's a good thing we've got lots and lots and lots of news reporters. Not that many police.
2: <laughs> but an entire car park full of newspaper reporters. Yes. Um Well, here's the thing, right? So apparently while they were writing the script, right? The script was generally allowed through quite easily, according to. Um, the... I'm just gonna cough off mic for a second. Okay, give me a second. According to scriptwriter Aaron uh, Gazakowski, the script was allowed re- through relatively easy. There were very few studio changes and notes. Right. Here's something. Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg was originally attached to play the role of Keller. Really. And he was a big fan of the script. Um, so. I yes. wonder if he would have been better. There's a question. Well, I think he would have sold the anger a lot better than Yeah.
1: He like um yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't believe um Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman, yeah. I don't feel yeah. I feel, I feel like Mark Wahlberg probably has locked somebody up in his house and tortured them.
2: Or blinded somebody, which he actually has done. Um not Yes, we, Yeah. yeah. So
1: Mark Wahlberg if you're listening.
2: We'd love to have you on the podcast. No, no. Screw
1: you, Mark <laughs> Um
2: But anyway, one of the things that they That's did... That's going to ruin his day. That Sorry. is going to ruin his day. Are we, are we apologizing for that? Ah. All right. One of the things that did need some, uh, some resistance was the ending, actually. Um, the original, the ending that shows up in the film was the ending as, as written originally. But the studio did insist on filming a version of the ending where they moved the car and Jake Gyllenhaal definitely found him. Uh, but they decided that that didn't work quite as well. Uh, nobody, wanted, nobody involved in the film actually wanted to do it, but it was something that was done just in case they needed it down the line. Right. Uh, and it turns out that, uh, that they're actually, the producers sort of stood by and said, yeah, that, that's good enough as is. I think, it's, I think it's better. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of sort of ambiguous endings for the sake of ambiguous endings. But, like, I think if you're doing it, I think Prisoner sort of commits to it. In its sort of crazy logic sort of way.
1: They didn't do any version then where it, um, it just had... It left that, that you're like, oh, I guess he just died in that hole. Yeah, or, or they could have an ending where, where, where Keller, Keller Dover is just shouting up, Sorry
2: Abby <laughs> get me out of here! And,
1: and nobody Jay, can hear him.
2: Yeah, and Jake Gyllenhaal's like, look, I've been working straight for like five weeks on this case. Yeah, uh, we're not entirely sure it's at least a week because it's they talk about the daughter being gone for six days about halfway through
1: yeah, I, the, 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 that's another hilarious moment where 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 the father of the, the where the one of the father uh, fathers of of the daughter keller, keller dover um, says to detective loki she's been gone a week Detective Loki defensively says, it's been six days, okay? Not been a week.
2: (laughs) Let's be clear here.
1: Yeah, let's be clear here. Six days, okay? And you're like... Stop breaking my balls.
2: Yeah. Again, like, Loki is (laughs) great. I would actually, like, I wouldn't mind, like, a weird prisoner sort of franchise. (laughs) <laughs> where, like, Loki is the continuing character. Yes. And, kind of like, you know, like, Morgan Freeman did, like, Kiss the Girls and Along Came a Spider, where he was um, where he was that guy who was then played by Tyler Perry. Uh, what's his name? Really? He was, yeah, but he was... Uh, but they're basically... They're they're a serial killer sort of case or procedural format. I just okay. love for, for a series of films where Loki sort of wanders into a series of interconnected, uh, occult imagery-ridden, <laughs> heavily, yeah. heavily themed... I'm
1: sure the thing, he's not, like... Not, it's not established that he's like an expert in the occult and he's just like, what is this
2: nonsense? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just like, look, it's a pentagram. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's like, there's something to this. Hey, you have a look at this. Yeah. It's a load of crap, Loki. Yeah. What do you want from me? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, that was... So what did you make of the film at all? Now that we've sort of, we talked pretty much sort of not scene by scene, but sort of thread by thread almost.
1: Um, I thought the... The whole we haven't talked much about it, but the whole torture thing was um, I I didn't find it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, it it went throughout the whole movie, so it was like this thing. After like about forty minutes, he he has Paul Dano, and nothing's really happening. He's 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 torturing him. He's punching him loads, and like as as he goes on punching him. He goes from being bloody to being all like kind of swollen up, and there's Three some great special effects makeup.
2: Yeah. Three hours of makeup.
1: Fantastic special her. effects makeup, yeah. but it's like, okay, he he looks worse now. Now I it, get, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Now he's in a box, um, and, and you can is, only see a bit of him.
2: Yeah, this is what I was talking about when I talked about his right eye giving a great performance. Yeah, yeah. All you see of Paul Dano for the second half of the film is his right eye.
1: Yeah, but I I I, I really did think Paul Dano was good in this movie. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, here, here's the thing, right? So, um, have you seen Sicario?
1: Sicario? No, I have not.
2: Okay, so like it, it's Villeneuve's sort of filmography, right? So he's right. sort of and he's dealing with these war on terror sort of themes and this idea of a uh, cyber oh, violence and culture and all this sort of stuff.
1: Is this kind of about rendition?
2: Yes, and about, uh, but it's about cartels rather than explicitly about the war on terror. Oh, stuff. okay, right. Um, and I think. And this is, this is probably going to be a controversial opinion because I think the consensus with him seems Go to be... Go for there. it, do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that that, that Incendates, which is the film that he made before Enemy and before Prisoners, is his strongest film. Um, right. And it sort of hits on these same ideas. It's about a mother who um, sends her children to the Middle East to find her long-lost son. Um, and it turns out, and we'll, we'll talk about if we land on that, that podcast, but there's a huge, huge contrivance at the centre of the film... That sort of makes all the little contrivances in Prisoners look like they're, they're small fry. Right. And I think that as, as Villeneuve sort of evolves as a filmmaker, um, he's sort of he's, he's scaling down on those contrivances. So, like, Incendies is more contrived than Prisoners. And Prisoners is pretty contrived. Mm. And then, sort of, one step on from that is Sicario, which deals with many of the same themes, but is even less contrived, you know? Right. It's still a little contrived. Okay. And you have, like, you have the same torture bits, but you have, like, there's one scene... And it's excruciating to watch, but it's one—it's one scene, and he makes the point. He gets in, and he gets out. In prisoners, he just sort of dwells on
1: it. It it goes on so long, keeps coming back to it. Nothing it's a has and changed. Two and a half hour film. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Still have this guy. They're torturing. Torture is still wrong. Yeah, torture's still wrong. still, still wrong. wrong. Still doing it. Yeah. The, just in
2: case you're clear, still wrong. Just yeah. yeah. Uh, oh look, there's Loki for about five minutes. Still wrong.
1: Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. Like like uh, it yeah yeah it did the, the the whole kind of um yeah the 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 torture aspect of the movie where there's this guy that they have um seemed like a seemed like an interesting part of the movie when we saw the trailer and it seemed like it the final be, yeah. act of the movie yeah, was his maybe moment of desperation yeah was maybe like that that he had finally cracked yeah. and kidnapped this guy. Yeah. And then there would presumably... Absolutely, that's uh Yeah. And then there would, like, I imagined what it would be is that eventually the, he would get something get something out of him fairly quickly or else the police would, would, intervene. would like, intervene. There's a scene
2: where Loki arrives at the house while he's torturing Paul Dano.
1: Yeah, and you're <laughs> thinking, okay...
2: Yeah, th- this, this is has gone on go quite somewhere. quite yeah. long, but, they're but gonna bring it, it, this to a head,
1: you know. But but it seems now that that they're, they're
2: going to bring the character that this whole
1: torture thing. Which, by the way, these two fathers have been like torturing this this guy. Mostly, Hugh Jackman has been torturing this guy for like he's been spending a long time at this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and got nothing to show. Yeah. And, uh, but. Yeah, and there's, there's this bit where there's a really tense bit where Jake Gyllenhaal sort of walking through, or Loki is walking through the house with the torture mechanism. And you're like, it's building towards this, it's building towards a big confrontation, it's building towards like a moment of catharsis. Yeah. And then he gets a phone call saying, Oh no, the creepy guy uh, is back at the, uh, it's back buying children's clothes again. Yeah. And, and what's he, oh, he says, like, go home to your wife, he says to Hugh Jackman, and then goes off to continue on his little, his little yeah. sort of. The long way round. There's another
1: funny moment for Detective Loki where he says something along the lines of "Give us the tour." Yeah, (laughs) he goes into the torture house. He's like, he doesn't know that it's the. He has an idea. Yeah,
2: he suspects that's where he's keeping um, Alex Jones. Yeah, Um, because he's. he's, And in fairness, that's a bit of good detective work because he finds out that the property is near where he spotted Hugh Jackman when Hugh Jackman was pretending to be drunk. There's
1: also this thing about Hugh Jackman's father. That's yeah. just having like, committed suicide. Having committed suicide. It's, like, very kind of brief, sort of, like... Again, I... What does that mean? I think like, that's sort of they, 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 It is
2: because yeah there
1: well, I there's... think it
2: plays into the theme of like being a man and providing for your family like I think there's, that
1: there's this weird thing as well about the Hugh Jackman like saying oh I haven't drank in nine years so what he's a recovering alcoholic
2: as well on top of being everything else
1: but he he drinks this big bottle of booze like as a prop <laughs> 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 Not like it's fine he just throws it away and it's yeah. like okay I'm just just pretending
2: <laughs> <laughs> good hustle AA okay. um, yeah I emptied it out and replaced it with cola while I was in the off-license. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that is a very good point. I I completely missed that. Where where he does say, I've been sober for nine years, thanks for that. And then you kind of imagine that even if you are torturing a guy in your father's house, you're not likely to just stop drinking booze in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, although to be fair his son does say later on that I can smell the booze on you and it's not clear if it's just the booze But
1: he, he, he drinks enough booze so that it looks like he's an alcoholic and then throws the bottle away
2: okay but is it not suge- suggested later on that he may also still be drinking that he may uh...
1: yeah there's like a, yeah that's very unclear it is, it is a little like,
2: unclear this is sort of back to the whole like Loki's weird tattoos and uh, yeah. Jake Hall does this thing go where, see your
1: wife Yeah. go get some sleep yeah stop drinking if you are drinking i'm not sure you <laughs> yeah. are uh,
2: but um gillenhall does this thing where he blinks a lot he blinks really intensely um mm. uh, which is a fantastic performance choice but again you get no explanation for it or no context for it you're not sure if it's a stress thing if it's a physiological mm. thing i kind of i like that aspect of it but there are points where the film just heaps too much on it's so yeah. like as you said is you jackman actually a recovering alcoholic or is he just making that up yeah, is he actually relapsing while he's uh, while he's yeah. How, Hangout, or is that What story?
1: effect as has his father's suicide had on him? Is I, that is that the the main kind of like I, character defining trauma um, trauma for for him? I think it's, is he is he just like yeah is 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 that what it's trying to say?
2: I think it is. I think I think it's sort of saying that in terms of like all he talks about his his son needing to be a man to be I, there for his family. I, th- I,
1: th- I think I think there there was there was also just a suggestion that all of this um uh, extreme um biblical environment um that he's surrounded himself with and so I he
2: stokes up that Yeah yeah
1: that, that 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 has kind of like given given him this very kind of um cut and dry sense of like what's right and wrong
2: yeah. um yeah and like, I, like, I like those little ideas, but I don't think it quite, I don't think it quite deserves it. So we could no. probably, um, I think we, we should sort of talk through. Should... Yeah,
1: I, I, f- I feel like we have. Um, go out and watch it, I would say. Um, yeah, it's I, it's I, visually I, stunning. Yeah, visually stunning. Some, some great performances. Some not great performances. Some, uh, some, some dull stuff that the movie probably could have done without. Probably too long of a movie.
2: Yeah, but it's got some great energy at certain points. It's yes. It's completely off the wall. which I I admire as much as we may mock like Detective Loki's methods and his internal logic oh I loved it I loved it I loved those aspects of the film yeah Um, right. so what we're going to do is we would normally uh, do a thing where we compare it to the film that we talked about last week but since there was no last week uh, do you think this deserves to be on the INW top 250
1: well what we're going to do is um, look a little bit at at where it is in relation to the other movies oh yeah Uh, hold on
2: we're going to the fact machine <laughs> uh or, fact as, machine. or as you kids call it the internet it isn't really a fact machine um uh, it is a misinformation machine
1: so that'll, that'll that'll give us some idea because like um i don't i don't know um how many how many movies would would, would i put above this movie Does does it being what was it two hundred and twenty eight
2: two hundred and twenty six two hundred and twenty six so it's
1: so it's quite low like in in the scheme of the two hundred and fifty so um
2: but it's been it's been there for a while now i I, I did a bit of research on this um and it's been there pretty much consistently since it was released Um, right it's it's always been pantsy iron sometimes it's been at two two five sometimes what i'm finding
1: is very what i find very surprising immediately looking at this list is jaws is number 222 that would be um like of course that's on the imdb 250 there are a lot of people who would feel that jaws should be far higher yeah i don't know if i'm one of those people necessarily
2: mm-hmm. well let's um, let's take a look let's count from at uh, 230 up to say uh two yeah. which is what we happen to have on screen coincidentally so fanny alexander is 230 Fanny and
1: Alexander. What what's 231? It's sorry. <laughs> the, the,
2: the, imi- the imitation oh, the game. imitation game. Okay. Um, yeah, this is one of the joys of I've heard good
1: I- and bad things about the imitation I've game. I've seen the
2: imitation game. Yeah. I would without wanting to spoil if we have to talk about it later on, I would say that it does not belong on this list. No. Um,
1: yeah, I have I've I've heard that from friends of mine that I have trust.
2: Okay. So Fanny and Alexander is at 230. 229 is Ip Man. 228 is Dog Day Afternoon, right? This is what we're talking about. This is the scale that we're on. Okay. That's what we're playing. 227 is The Martian, which is which, probably...
1: Which I've heard some very good things it about. It is
2: very good, and I suspect, though, it's, it's a more kind of a... The IMDb list will occasionally skew towards modern films. Yeah, the, it movies. has
1: a real recency bias.
2: Yeah, uh, well, that's down to the demographics of who votes yeah. for it, I think. 226 is Prisoners. 225 is Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon, right? So... Right. Prisoners is one movie worse than Barry Lyndon,
1: according to this. According to one my, movie better than The Martian.
2: One movie better than The Martian. Uh, at two hundred and twenty-four is the Battle of Algiers from nineteen sixty-six. Two hundred and twenty-three is La Haine. Uh, Jaws is two hundred and twenty-two. Infernal F- Affairs is two hundred and twenty-one. And Strangers on a Train is two hundred and twenty. Right, so that's the company okay. we're putting Prisoners in.
1: So, to be clear, I guess it belongs to be. Uh, speak english Andrew. for me it deserves to be below uh certainly jaws um barry linden i've seen barry linden is another movie that seemed to go on for a very long time but 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 i think barry linden was interesting in the sense that is one of those um you read books Set in 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 that time, and it has that sort of a feel about it. You you know, like like yeah. Candide, yeah. where they're just kind of going all around the world, and all of this stuff is happening. Yeah, and they're it's they're not so much they're driving it. Yeah, it? they're in the course of such and such a person, yeah. and then they're kidnapped and they're being dragged across um, some other part of Europe, and they're fighting in such and such a war. And it
2: has a very lived in feel, sort of like it's yeah. not like not driven by protagonist or plot no as much as it's a bunch of stuff that happens and I, I like that about it yeah um in a way prisoners is also about a bunch of stuff that happens if you, if you look at it from jay perspective yeah um, or but but it seems
1: like that wasn't the movie it was meant to be i no. feel with barry linden it um it's it's like one of those um old uh, uh novels
2: and yeah, prisoners is not at all like one of those old novels. No. All right, and then the Martian, uh, which I've seen, which is feel good, lovey sort of. I like it a lot. I enjoyed it more than the Martian. I'm not as uh, more than prisoners. I'm not sure it's better made than prisoners. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon. What do you think?
1: Dog Day Afternoon is funny enough a movie that I haven't seen the okay. entirety of that. I that I've that I've seen the beginning to, and for some reason. Um... Didn't get to see the entire thing.
2: Okay, well, I would put that safely Let, above prison. I,
1: yeah, I feel like this is perhaps a portion of, especially this week when we're talking about movies, uh, when we're comparing this movie to so many movies that I have not watched. Okay, well, then <laughs> um, it's, we, it's we, maybe something that your best yeah. uh, place to judge is I, this move Does this movie deserve to be number 226
2: I would argue not. Yeah, I would argue not. I'd, be, I mean, I'd the- be
1: inclined to agree. Um, But then again, we're going to find lots of movies.
2: (laughs) Which we we feel either belong there or don't. And sometimes we disagree and sometimes we'll agree. All right. So so next up. uh, Next next up, we're going to.
1: This may be a section that comes up earlier in the um, podcast um, normally. But we're going to be going through the in and out chart. It's not what you think.
2: Thank you, Andrew. That's a great tagline, by the way. Uh, So what is in and what is out, Andrew? So in the past week, um, just taking a look at the IMDb uh, Top 250, of the new entries, Akira has come in new at 247, uh, which is the 1988 uh, anime film. I imagine Akira
1: is the kind of movie that possibly jumps in and out.
2: I suspect so. Let's, let's take a look um, at its history in here and see if it's come in and out. So yes, it originally oh. started quite highly. It was ranked 171 on the first uh, 250 list back in 1996. Uh, it skewed off the podcast, dropped off the bottom of the list in 1999. Um, and it was very oh. volatile in the 90s. You can see it there sort of going up and down. Um, then it re-entered uh, in, early two th- in early 2015. And sort of bounced around the bottom half of the charts. It peaked yeah. around 244 in August uh, 15. And it's sort of been bouncing in and out ever since. So, what dropped out of the list this, year, this week?
1: There is a new, There is another new entry.
2: Yeah, which is Tropa de Elite, which I have never heard Trope of. Oh, Elite Elise. Squad. Okay, elite cool.
1: Squad. Tell, you are familiar with it under the title Elite Squad. I it's by the maker of City of, of God? God. Is yeah, that so right? It's a
2: Brazilian sort of action film. Um, okay. I haven't seen it actually I have to admit and it was it. In... released in 2007 um, okay. and it, it started quite highly originally back 151
1: 151 right. in
2: October 2007 unreleased. with a bang with a bang then that sort of tends to sharp...
1: happen <laughs> that tends to
2: happen they tend to movies tend to enter the list high and then sort of bounce bound down okay. very few sort of track upwards over time um, and then it sort of bounced around the bottom of the list It's since January this year really So it dropped out around um, March 2008. So about uh, a little under a year after it was first released. Um, And then it's sort of been bouncing around early this year. So it's kind of And that's our new 250. That's our new 250. Don't worry when these movies keep poking in. Let's take a look and see if there's been any dramatic changes. Ooh. Captain America Civil War has fallen 24 places in the last week. Yes, yeah. I wonder what could possibly have caused that. (laughs) Um, again we have that modernity reviews. bias yeah we have that modernity <laughs> bias so I suspect that's an example of a film that shot in no. uh, and dropped out
1: let's see what's actually left The because we have two entries uh, yes. we also have two disappearances there is a disappearance the man who shot Liberty Valance has disappeared
2: yes he's currently wanted he may be kidnapped by Hugh Jackman and being tortured as we speak we have no idea
1: yeah and and frank frankly um detective loki is 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 tired of this nonsense and wants to go home
2: see i'm telling you viable film franchise
1: james stewart and john wayne yeah
2: you're will
1: right. will we see the man who shot liberty valance again will we be reviewing this movie time will only tell
2: also dropping out this week alfred hitchcock's notorious notorious i haven't seen this myself but I would go and I would hedge a bet that it might be a little bit stronger than Prisoners uh, yeah yeah I'm yeah. uh, you know, saying one of the greatest directors who ever worked better. Yeah. a little bit
1: well we don't yet know whether Dennis Villeneuve is one of the greatest directors who ever worked in the medium yeah, yeah. if you're we'll, listening it'll, Denny it's... it'll take time to tell yeah maybe. I
2: mean we need space exactly much like Loki we need, we need space exactly um, you can't just keep looking into masterpieces no no, you can't. All right, then. So let's seek now gently into what we're going to be looking at next week. We're going to use a random number generator to pick a number. And then using that number, we're going to look at that the item on the IMDb 250 list. And that's going to determine what we'll be watching next week. So, Andrew, if you would like to click the mouse button and engage this completely random and unrehearsed sequence of events. Do
1: you want to b- blow on my fingers first?
2: For luck? Yes. Okay.
1: That that was him blowing on my fingers. This is me clicking. Click.
2: We got 169. Let's take a look. Lucky 100... Do you know any bingo calls for 169?
1: Um, I think you just did, did it. You said lucky, uh, lucky 169. All right. Or 169, was that what you said? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we could look this up.
2: But that's not our style. No, no, not at no. All. We play it by ear. So yes. we ended up with... Not in the Mind Palace. Not at all. Ooh, nice Hannibal reference. Or Sherlock reference. Or... Mads Mickelson family starring reference. Anyway, <laughs> on, on that unusual reference that only two people got, we're,
1: we're really keeping you really from are. finding out what this number 169 is. It
2: is In the Name of the Father. Hey. So I've got the trailer lined up here. Let's give it a listen. It
0: was a time of innocence. No property, no law, just love. What should we call you? I call me Wales One. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. You could bump a dime in your prime. Then you!
2: In the wake of the Gulf of pub bombing deaths, the government has responded with emergency legislation and increased police powers of search and arrest.
0: Get him up! I have a right to speak tonight, son. Get You are in trouble, Conlon. What are you charging me with? The murders of five people. Get out of your mind! I told you how to make the bomb Jerry. Ah! I didn't do
1: this! What are you trying to do to me? Stop. What are you doing in here? Conspiracy to murder.
0: Their arrest was only the beginning. My name's Giuseppe Conlon. I'm an innocent man, so it's my son. Journey. All of the defendants claim that they were subjected to physical and mental abuse while under police custody. We were never harmed in any way. How do you find the defendants?
1: Guilty as charged. From the hands
2: of a government.
1: This is your home for the rest of your life. Who knew they were innocent? I nothing. The heart of a lawyer.
0: This conspiracy of silence has kept my client behind bars for fourteen years, determined to prove it. In the name of justice, in the name of truth, in the name of love, in the name of the Father.
2: All right, then.
1: Wow. Okay, well, um, yeah, did
2: oh, we miss they, trailer voiceovers?
1: Yeah, they, um, this is that is the way they did trailers back then. It, 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 um, it the, the thing it had in common with the prisoners trailer was 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 how it starts out pleasant, pleasant. <laughs> There's a Bob Dylan song playing. It's There's a lot of people looking stuff, happy, yeah. happy, and then takes a turn. Then what? What it didn't have in common was that it says this is the inspiring story of a lawyer, a father, a son.
2: Yeah, in a country (laughs) that was trying to screw them over. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. The 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 um this 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 is a movie where I I remember seeing this movie, um, and it's 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 very much a. uh, British people as Nazis movie
2: well in case you didn't get that from the trailer the trailer, yes, sort of, yeah. the trailer goes out of its way to make sure that every vaguely ominous character has a thick British accent Yes, and the yeah. trailer seems to act but it seems to treat it as if this isn't like institutionalised it's, like what, it's are are we, like what are we going to do now boy, we'll do nothing you yeah. planted a bomb didn't you where'd you plant the bomb where'd you where'd you plant it Irishman yeah um, and the the trailer voiceover is even like it's in a country it, like it makes it clear that you're not meant to you're yeah. meant to see this as something in that a, is endemic. in a fictional country yes <laughs> <laughs> britannistan <laughs> um, Britannia. but um yeah but we'll probably talk a lot about the controversy of the film next week
1: yes yeah and um it's actually a great one huh oh yeah no it's a fa- um it's a fantastic movie i remember watching this movie um and i'm really looking forward to seeing it again the uh trailer is it's very nineteen ninety three. I like the U two soundtrack. Very, yeah, they had a they had a U two which w which which, which, which seem to be kind of more for the person watching the trailer than have anything it to do with, with the movie anybody. itself. Well,
2: this is something Irish that you like, right? This and is it, something
1: Irish that you like. you like Irish things? Then you'll like this movie. Like you it's too? It's also Irish. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, watch this. And in fairness, it does have the Seems nice be... segue, in the name of love, in the name of justice, in the name <laughs> of, <laughs> of the father. Um, like, I suspect listening to that without the images, you could easily reconstruct that as sort of a 90s action movie or something like that
1: yeah pretty much Um, i I mean um and and,
2: oh and the text zooms at you which again you wouldn't hear on the podcast no which is very 90s the text sort of it isn't enough that it's a true story it's that it's a true story and the word true story is coming right at you (laughs) um so yeah no this um, this is
1: going to be another serious movie um
2: that we are probably going to deal with horribly inappropriately
1: horribly inappropriately with no tack whatsoever
2: all right, so I think we've reached the end. Let's—we're going to talk about our next current projects, where you can find us, what we're at.
1: Excellent. I'm doing nothing, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can—you can find me, um, add me on a, as a friend on Facebook. <laughs> no, on Twitter, no? I am on Twitter, um, a um, It's It better than it pronounces. It's a q u i n n i u q a. It, it, it's 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 a palindrome it makes no sense
2: okay. well that makes sense it's a palindrome i guess so all right i you can also find me on twitter uh darren underscore mooney um which is, is spelt the way that you would expect to be spelt uh i'm writing at the movie blog um i'm podcasting also on ScanOn, um and hopefully by the time this comes out um i'll have news on a book that i'm publishing about 90s pop culture
1: this is exciting
2: this is exciting if this actually happens, but we'll have more on that next week.
1: No, keep your ears peeled. <laughs> <Keep> your, <laughs>
2: we may we may keep not your be ears easy. unbuttoned. Okay. Um, but thank you for listening. Um, we'll have everything up. Oh, share it, share the podcast. Tweet it. Uh, email it. Facebook it.
1: Or don't, but do do yeah, absolutely. Do
2: that. Uh, if you like it, tell everybody. If you don't like it, tell no one yeah thank you very much uh, and please get in touch with us with any suggestions or, any exactly. or anything exactly like yeah yeah that. we
1: we 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 want to include you guys unless these are rubbish in which, which
2: case we'll just cut you exactly yeah there is a third person here uh he was just rubbish so we handed him out exactly cheers thank you very much guys Bye. bye, bye.